and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. edition of the Hagman Report. We are broadcasting live from our beautiful studios here in Northwest Pennsylvania each and every weekday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can also hear us on Global Star Radio Network as well as simulcast on Blog Talk Network. we got a fantastic show lined up for you tonight. Uh, it's going to be a, a powerful show. We got some news and analysis we're going to get into in hour one. No guests the first hour. Just me and the old man. We're going to sit here, argue or debate or talk. What the hell's this old man stuff, huh? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Eric comes into the studio today and, and, uh. Careful, careful. He's, he, my, my father over here has, uh, working on one of his migraines. So he's sitting in his office chair sleeping. I'm laying on the couch sleeping and, and Eric's coming in sniffling with the, with a cold. We're like the three hobbled stooges today, but we're gonna, we're gonna power through and have a great show. Um, after the, the first hour, we got uh, a fantastic, uh, number of guests and a topic that is very controversial but important. Russ Dizdar and Craig the Sawman Sawyer are both gonna be joining us together in hours two and three to go over uh, the uh, pedo gate. Also today, earlier, uh, Dad, you were on Alex Jones for an hour from 1 yes, to 2. Yes, I was. It was a great interview. We sat here and uh, and listened to the the interview and, with with Jones, and you guys covered a lot of ground. Yeah, tweet that out if you, if you have a Twitter account or social media account. Um, I believe, um, I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen if it's, uh, if it's on um, Infowars. Uh, usually, they, they segment those. And speaking of segmenting, um, the segments from this week will be up on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Yeah, but they're coming. Um, Leslie and Stoffel and others. Liz Groken, uh, uh, John McTiernan, and others. They're coming. So, go ahead. Also. Um on HagmanReport.com. Folks, make sure every day that you check HagmanReport.com. That's where we post all the important news and content, much of which is what we talk about on the show. And there's also articles, original content articles up there from a number of people. And uh, Peter Chaka, Chaka wrote another, uh, a few pieces um, that are both up on Hagman Report. Right now, the first, Megyn Kelly's NBC show continues to tank. And then his latest, Smithsonian Magazine, exhumes Joe Prine to attack today's conservative talkers. That was a real interesting piece as well. And uh, Great historical and uh, analytical mind, uh, yeah. Peter Chauka. Uh, he's, he's, he's become a, a, he's a, he's a good friend. I mean, he really is. Uh, the, the, the guy is just a, to me, a ge- I mean, he's a genius. He, he really, to, to talk with him and to, and to really, uh, have a conversation with him, you, you just understand how, 
the level of intelligence. Uh, it's just incredible. And his analytic abilities on his articles, American Thinker. It's good stuff. Let's start in uh, the world of news today, covering news and analysis. There has been a number of, of fireworks going on in the cable news world, specifically pertaining to CNN. If you look on the, the front headline of Drudge, CNN warns it's getting dangerous for reporters. Um, earlier today, Chris Cuomo, uh, in a separate note, Chris Cuomo uh, did a segment on health care with uh, Senator Ron Johnson in where he said this whole fake news things need to end right now, and it needs to end right now. See, Joe, I want to interrupt you, but, but this, this is, I, I just want to say this, and then you, you, you just go, go, because okay. here's what I want to say. This, to me, this is the culmination of the fake news post-truth narrative from 20, uh, 2016, this is what this is what is going to take the internet, I believe, and act as a censorship mechanism. Not this particular item, but this in a larger sense. Now, have at it. One of the things uh, I was looking at in uh, big New Brzezinski's book, uh, Autocracy and Totalitarian Dictatorships, uh, he makes an interesting. Uh, point when he talks about the communist ideology where he asks the question, do totalitarian myths have a special quality? And then he goes on to say, yes, they do. They're pseudoscientific. The communist myth rests upon the notion that its view of history is beyond criticism. And that rings very true in what we're talking about today with the news. Again, Chris Cuomo, the whole fake news thing needs to end, and it needs to end right now. Well, Chris, those fake news uh, will end when you guys start reporting the truth. But no, it's worse than that. CNN warns it's getting dangerous for journalism. CNN anchor Trump putting journalists in danger. Declaration of war on media has emboldened war zone. The media, again, uh, calling the Trump's White House intensification of the war on the media, um, saying it's getting out of control because... Trump refused to have cameras rolling for a few of the press briefings, uh, making you know Jim Acosta throw a, a hissy fit uh, about how he's being censored and and it's a, some big injustice and his rights are being denied from. But this is what this article goes on to say: Turn the cameras on, Eric. Turn the cameras on. Turn them on. <laughs> oh wait, no, that was a different one. Never mind. CNN Clarissa's Ward, a foreign correspondent, served as a guest host on the Wednesday broadcast of CNN. Uh, where they talked about the uh, people in war zones have been emboldened by President Trump's declaration of the war on the media. Ward expressed concerns for members of the media in a dangerous in dangerous areas of the world. Um, I can only imagine what a person like you is dealing with. At what point does it become reckless or irresponsible? Now, CNN has been caught um, in the last few days in a number of controversies. One, three reporters were... Uh, they say resigned. I believe they were fired for their roles in uh, publishing fake news stories about the Trump-Russia uh, collusion, meddling, hacking, you know, whatever, fill-in-the-blank um, narrative that they got going. And now we see the backlash that is coming against CNN 
and the mainstream media becoming much. more public than more public than ever. Uh, there's also uh, says CNN's ratings are crashing and burning. That is on Drudge, and there's so much more here. Uh, you know, with this with this media stuff, you've had for so long, as we've seen, whether it's the Trump Russia narrative, everything Trump does, he is just you know taken to the woodshed in the by the media constantly. Uh, I think it's been said that if Trump were to give every you know uh, man, woman, and child a million dollars in this country, uh, well, I think you said that if everybody was given a million dollars by Trump, they would complain, you know, why it wasn't more or uh, what. They would yeah, find something that, to complain about no matter yeah, what. That and I guarantee it, the, the water levels would find their or the water would find its own level. Eighty eighty percent would would still have, the eighty twenty rule applies. If everyone got a million dollars, uh, man, woman, and child. Yeah, or we'll just we'll talk about adults. So if every adult got a million dollars, uh, give it give it some time. And in the end, eighty percent would have the money, twenty percent wouldn't, and that would be that's the eighty twenty rule. And it's it's habitual. It's due to habit. But nonetheless, that's off topic. But yes, you're right. And and back to the um, to the the media uh, here. Also today, CBS throws hissy fit over Trump scolding CNN for spreading fake news. Last week, CNN was forced to remove a story that falsely claimed former Trump aide uh, was being investigated by Congress for his alleged ties to a Russian bank. And on Tuesday, the president took to Twitter to rub the fake news CNN to rub it in their face after the three people were fired. Well, CBS took exception with Trump's gloating and whined about it during CBS's evening news last night and now to the White House where tensions between administration and the news media are growing uh, the segment started and then it you know goes through and, and basically uh, details the story and uh, what they do is they take it a big exception to fake news and because CNN had to retract the story uh, CBS is saying, you know, this isn't fake news. This is journalistic integrity that they not only pulled the story, but the reporters were no, are no longer working, uh, with, uh, CNN anymore. Then today, press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, got into it with another reporter because the reporter said that, uh, she was inflaming the hatred for the news media basically for telling the truth about what the news media has doing. Now, we know the news media has been the, the propaganda arm of the deep state of the New World Order, and they have ramped up their efforts since the Trump uh, inauguration, after the election since the inauguration, and there is no end in sight. They continue to double down regardless of the facts at hand. Michael Snyder from the Economic Collapse blog wrote a great piece. CNN is dead. Network loses all credibility. Uh, and that's pertaining to the tape that was released by Project Veritas's James O'Keefe yesterday showing the producer of Health News at CNN saying the whole Russia story was made up for ratings. Now today, a new release came out from O'Keefe. This one pertaining to Van Jones. What did he have to say about the CNN story? He used a word I don't like. He said it was a big nothing burger. So the dominoes are falling. Every, you know the uh, everyone all together. Let's just make Joe angry and just say nothing burger. 
Butthurt no. and nothing burger. Two words but I hurt don't care burger. if I ever hear again in my life. It was a big butt hurt nothing burger, Joe. <laughs> That's what it was. No, but seriously, it's um it's interesting to see the uh the pendulum swinging to where CNN and their personnel and other people in the media are being held accountable or to some degree accountable for their vicious uh constant uh, baseless attacks on the president and the office of the president, all for the purposes of trying to undermine uh, his agenda. Because, as we know, the making America great again on constitutional capitalist policies is the opposite of the communist uh, new world order that these people want to bring in, whether it is the resistance or the media's resistance. Um, That's right. They want to bring this new world order in. They can't handle the fact that uh, when the news media speaks, it is not taken as gospel by the public. And when they are caught red-handed in their lies, when they are caught on videotape admitting that they are lying for ratings, that they are lying to damage the president, then they turn around and try to even uh, blame the press secretary of the White House for inflaming sediment against the media by calling them out for it. Is there going to be a part three for O'Keefe? That, I haven't looked into it. I don't know. So I guess I'm just going to throw that out there as well. You, you know, it, it doesn't need to be. Uh, yes. The, the part one. I would like to see. I think that, the part one was, was just a little dangling of a, of, of a carrot. And then part two was the coup de grace with Van Jones because of his um, his stature, is the, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but well, you know how they do the you know Trump day one fifty one, uh, you know banning the the press corps, no cameras in the press corps, uh, Hitlerian Nazi all over again. We need to do that, you know CNN well, day what, three. What was the uh, reason for for not having a cameras on? That's a good question. But uh, I mean, I'm just curious. I, I don't know. I, I do it's think it's not unprecedented. It's happened many times in the past. Right. And but I, I think I, I because when, it's the House of the People. Now, now, this is a private broadcast. If we do, if we didn't want to put it on, on video, video, I mean, I, I think we've got that option. Except we've got responsibility to those people who support us. Yeah, there we go, Eric. Uh, Turn those cameras back on. Arr, arr. Uh, Eric's uh, is a mutiny. But, but, but no, uh, but I'm not sure. That's that's a good question. And I know today they did the the press briefing, allowing the cameras back in there. And uh, you know, sure enough, what were the what was the media complaining about today? What was uh, uh, Jim Acosta complaining about today? Oh, the CNN didn't get the chance to ask a question. It went to Breitbart instead. Too many conservatives are being allowed to ask questions, and we're being censored and silenced. If you guys want to see some funny stuff, go follow some of these CNN pundits on Twitter and read the replies to some of their tweets if they haven't blocked them all already because it is really funny. It is entertainment at its best. Um, so where do we you go? Know, so speaking of that, I just want to say this. There, there, was a, there was an issue where uh, President Trump had blocked some people on Twitter. Now, oh, yes, he did. Now, now, think about that for a second. Do, do you agree with that, folks? Oh, okay, now him blocking them on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, but now, wait a second, though. Um, I agree that it, it's a private medium. I, but he's the president, and he should be accessible to me. I think that, or in my view, anyway, to everybody. How would I, I? Let me just pose the question: He if should Ob- be made to read your tweets. No, no. But if Obama did that to us, 
what I'm was sure that? Obama blocked people on Twitter. But as president. Yeah, as president. Okay. You, sure you, you think? Okay. All right. My only question is, does that give, um, is there something to that? Uh, <laughs> well, there's a lawsuit to that. Well, if, for, and forgive my, uh, inability to articulate, okay? I've got a, I've got a searing knife going through the middle of my brain. You just can't see it. It's there. Um, uh, <laughs> Eric does some great CGI. Everybody call in and uh, clap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. I, uh, but the, the fact that the White House goes dark in press briefings at times, I question that and I question um i just i just don't know i i i, I don't know if I, i'm thinking to me if i was if i was in that seat first of all that's the people's house that's the people's that belongs that doesn't belong it wouldn't belong to me it doesn't belong to donald trump that office belongs to the people of the united states the citizens but his twitter account no 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 the office that that oh yeah you know the house the venue the and the ability to hear and listen to every, but then I I I do agree. I mean, there's some people that, I, in fact, that I would block just because. But is that as president? Is that right? I I I don't know. But I would say, yeah, I, it doesn't bother me. Okay. Um, you know, then you got these Hollywood actors who, uh, you know, write these things about Trump, John Cusack being the latest one, uh, writing on his tweet, Donald Trump. And then putting a picture up saying you're you're dead, go get buried, and uh, he turned around right away and started blocking all these people that were criticizing him uh, for his message, and uh, you know these are the same people that are complaining that the president is blocking people on on Twitter. No, but I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if who wants to have their their accounts trolled constantly by people who just hate them? And then, you know, when they're blocked from their hate, they complain because they're not allowed to hate on that platform anymore. It doesn't make much sense. By the I way, mean, we're getting just a ton of emails. I hate to, hate to interrupt you. We're getting just a ton of emails. People saying, uh, something's wrong with the YouTube chat. And so go to, uh, um, go to, uh, you are, uh, BTR, Blog Talk Radio. Go to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, they've got a chat feature there. If, if apparently there's, I, we, we don't, the chat is an autonomous function from our show on YouTube. Uh, so if there's an issue, go ahead and go to Blog Talk Radio. I just want to make that clear. But anyway, Joe, yeah, and, and, and while you're getting, uh, suited up there, um, did you take your jacket off? No, I just took the phone to Eric. Oh. Got a right. call from the eerie animal, uh, Hospital. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I lady, the studio dog. Where is she? She's right there. Yeah, she we, she came in with me right before the Infowars interview, and she laid right next to me. But um, that call is about the. Uh, uh, I, I buy the, her treats, her bone treats from Erie Animal Hospital because she's my baby. Got a call the other day, really angered me. And, uh, because you pay, I mean, you pay a premium for animal dog treats, for dog bones. And they're good for their teeth, the digestive system. It's like, you know, supposed to be the best. And they called me up and said, hey, um, you were in here on such and such a day and purchased a bag of bones. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about buying, you know, $100 worth of, no. I said, yeah, that's right. And the woman says, well, we have a recall on them. I said, what? 
Yeah, there's some substance that they use to create these or coat these that um not quite good for the dog. And I said, you know, this is my baby you're talking about. I should should we should answer that and put it on the air. Anyway, they were, they were very understanding about it. But all right, now that I've got oh the other well, one thing too um, at the after the break, if I could, I want to just revisit the Russian wiretapping timeline that that meme as it applies to what we're going to be talking about with Craig Sawyer and uh, um, Russ Isdar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Want to make sure we hit this piece of news. This is kind of an interesting piece that went under the radar today. It's up on Hagman Report. FBI agent indicted for alleged false statements in Lavoy Finicum shooting. Do you guys remember the Bundy Ranch standoff and the, the Mar Wildlife Refuge where Lavoy Finicum was shot by FBI agents? Well, there was a, a video I saw. Maybe it's been out for a while. Uh, from inside the car that shows that the FBI agents fired first. Well, an FBI agent has been indicted on federal accusation that he lied about firing at Lavoy, Robert Lavoy Finnicum last year as police arrested the leaders of the Mar National Wildlife Refu- Refugee Occupation. The agent will face allegations of making a false statement with intent to obstruct justice, according to sources familiar with the case. The indictment stems from more than a year-long investigation by the Inspector General of the U.S. Department of Justice. The agent will be identified when he's summoned to appear in district court in Portland today at 1.30 p.m. Uh, so apparently this, this update hasn't matter. been put up yet. This Investigators, is no matter. No, it isn't. Investigators said a member of the FBI's elite hostage rescue team fired at Finicum as his two, 20, uh, 2015 Dodge pickup crashed into a snowbank at a roadblock on US 395. Finicum had just sped away from a surprise traffic stop on a rural highway as the occupation leaders traveled off the refuge to a community meeting January 26, 2016. The agent's bullet did not hit Finicum, an Arizona rancher who was the spokesman for the armed takeover of the federal sanctuary. Moments later, state police troopers shot Finnicum three times after he emerged from his white truck and reached for his inner jacket pocket where police said he had a loaded 9mm handgun. One bullet pierced his heart, the autopsy found. But Assistant U.S. Attorney Charles Groder Jr. revealed in court papers last June that a grand jury was reviewing the FBI's action. Groder was explaining the government's desire to keep its memorandum about the Inspector General's investigation out of the hands of defense lawyers representing other occupation leaders on foreign conspiracy charges. The FBI and state police moved on Ammon Bundy and other key figures as they were driving two vehicles. Folks, we already know what happened. Long story short, the uh, as Finnicum left his truck, an FBI agent shot twice at Finnicum. Though none of the hostage team members admitted to discharging their firearms and lied about it later, the investigation found that the FBI had fired first and lied about it, which led to his death. You know, doggone well, they know exactly who fired the weapon, how many shots were fired. I mean, they know the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So they can't, they can't even lie about that. There's no, 
Unless there's complicity within the ranks, you can't lie about that. But that's a, that's a, a very interesting story and uh, something we need to keep our eyes on, as uh, we might see some some justice uh, for Finnicum, at least in the sense that if the FBI did lie, they could be held accountable. Those agents could be held accountable and potentially lose their job at the very least. I would imagine. Um, Venezuela. We only have two minutes before the break here, so I'm going to cover this. Outside of the purview of the U.S. media, which has not been covering all the craziness that's been going on in Venezuela over the last few weeks, multiple, I don't know how many the count's up to now, but there have been at least a dozen protesters shot in the street, uh, not all at once, throughout different days, in Venezuela as protests continue to turn violent there and... uh intensify there was also reports yesterday that there were uh, the very desperate Venezuelans who either by boat or raft are going as far as 60 miles off the coast into the ocean to get food for the chance of getting food I'm not sure if there's a um, you know aid convoys that are out there that are uh, trying to help the people instead of bringing it in so the government can get first pick at it. But these people are risking their life and everything else just to try to get uh, food. Well, now uh, there was a terrorist attack in Venezuela. Somebody hijacked a military helicopter and started lobbing grenades at the Venezuelan court and and, uh, ministry. A hijacked military helicopter has attacked Venezuela's Supreme Court and a government ministry with gunfire and grenades. President uh, Maduro described the incident as a terror attack. The helicopter was stolen from a military base by a group led by police officers Oscar Perez. The vehicle flew over the Venezuelan capital and attacked government institutions on Tuesday. After firing 15 shots at the interior ministry from the helicopter, the hijackers flew to the Supreme Court building where they dropped four grenades of Colombian and Israeli origin. And uh, the fighting is continuing to intensify there. And there's a lot more with Venezuela. And the reason we don't see it here in our media is because this is this is what a socialist utopian looks like. They well, should be you know, having right. billboards and, and parades and, and footage. Showing how well Venezuela is doing and how, you know, this could be and will be our future utopia if we play our cards right. <laughs> but incoming. Anyway. Yeah. Folks, we're up against the break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to this edition of the Hagman Report. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. 
T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states, Readers of End Times Fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Week Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. edition of the Hagman Report. We're gonna we're gonna take a step into the time machine. Back in uh, 2012, when we first started doing our show uh, every night from 8 to 11 back then, primarily our, our uh, one source for finding us online to listen was Blog Talk Radio. And each and every day we'd, we'd do the show on Blog Talk and about an hour before the show started we would open the Blog Talk chat. Now the Blog Talk chat is, uh, might be new to many people who have just been listening to us on Global Star or on YouTube, never really getting to experience it. But what you do is, is you go to our Blog Talk radio page and you pull up the broadcast, today's broadcast, and in that broadcast, uh, if you scroll down pat below the player, a chat will open up. And every night for at least three and a half years, we would get uh, the max 500 people that would come into the chat. And it was like one big family. And uh, the BTR chat, uh, 
you you can create an account for free on BTR to engage in the chat, or you can just go there to watch the chat. But each and every night we would get you know 500 people, and it was uh, its own little family in there. Well, we decided to open it at again tonight, and maybe it's something that we will start doing on a much more regular basis, maybe on a nightly basis. But uh, it's a, it's an awesome chat. So folks who are chatting on YouTube, if you want, you can keep them both open. You just open a new window next to the YouTube uh, window and go to our blog talk page. And again, underneath the player, there is a the screen chat in that there. One. We have a screen in that window. I hate flies coming in. Oh, oh that window, the computer window. <laughs> never mind. All right. <laughs> So I'm opening, he's gonna, my dad's got the chat open now, I'm opening it also here, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep this one open too, and uh, we'll see how it goes. You it know, was always a lot of fun, we used to yeah. you know, get questions, and um, lots of fun. I see RoboMom's in there, hi RoboMom, uh, there's all kinds of people oh, in there that goodness. we've had uh, uh, long relationships with, and, and it's uh, it was a lot of fun. So let's try and, uh, let's try and... Uh, yeah. Populate this chat if you're interested, and if it's not going to distract you from listening to the show. That's right. Okay. And Dad, if you can see, I, I well, knocked you, you out. Yeah, that's fine. But, I, I, I cannot do two things at one time, either well. So I, I don't. I can't. I see. That's the thing. I can never pay attention to a chat um, window. I, I could never do that during a live show. I just could not do that. Anyway, a um, couple of things. If you don't mind, folks, uh, housekeeping issues, I, I know the stuff is boring to you. Do me a favor. It, uh, we, we have social networking platforms. I've got my own personal Twitter. Uh, the show's got a Twitter account. Joe's got a Twitter account. Eric, Eric the Tech's got a Please follow. If, if you have a Twitter account, please follow us individually and collectively. In other words, individually and collectively. There's a reason for this. There will be a time when we're going to need to utilize all of those accounts. I know it sounds weird right now, but the time is coming, and we can, I can see this. The time is coming where we're going to need to utilize all of those accounts. So let's get in line. Let's get, let's get this working right away. Um, so if you don't mind, before you hit the pillow tonight, or if you're listening overseas, before you go to work or whatever, um, Follow us on social networking. Joe, I'm going to turn it back to you. All right. And for folks on YouTube, I just posted the link to the blog talk show page where if you want to jump in there and check out the chat, you, uh, are able to. And I hope I, we see a lot of the, the longtime listeners and people who used to be in there come populate that area. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll open this, uh, for the next few nights and, and see how it goes because that was a, a, a great place for people to fellowship. Back to the news. Um, a lot of things to get into. Again, before the break, we were talking about Venezuela and how uh, a, a government helicopter was hijacked, and uh, the department or the Interior Ministry was fired on uh, with machine guns in the Supreme Court building that had grenades dropped on it in the socialist utopia of Venezuela. And the uh, entire armed forces have been activated to secure peace in the country, according to the Venezuelan president. And, you know, that, uh, I try to post at least a few stories on Venezuela a week. 
but it is hard to keep up. There was a, an incident uh, just on Monday where on live TV two protesters were shot and killed in Venezuela as people have been um, looking for food by any means, and they are being killed in the process. Some are rioting, I'm sure, but, you know, when you got to wait 12, 14 in line, 12 to 14 hours a day, just to get diapers or, or uh, you know, enough provisions for your family for a day or two, and that's been going on for years now. It has to be frustrating. I think the inflation's up over 7,000% in the last four or five years. And the media, you'll never hear the media talk about it. They always want to push the this communist, the socialist agenda, but historically, never once has any socialist nation ever worked, and when it when it falls, it falls hard. And this is another example of just that. And this is what the uh, the powers that be, the New World Order, want this country to be. Quickly, I just want to tell you, we may have someone live, uh, not right this moment, but uh, I'm arranging something from one of the or from the capital city of Venezuela to call in and to describe the conditions there, just as an FYI. Yeah, and that I mean, we need to, to shine a light on. Uh, what's going on there because it's a dire situation you talk about a real humanitarian crisis that is uh at the top of the list you know aside from the syrian civil war and some of what's going on in the middle east that is uh, you know one of the most important stories uh because it could turn very bad and you could see you know genocide and, and just mass extinction extinction of venezuelans due to starvation um switching gears here something i posted yesterday on the site that uh, was a DHS bulletin that came out in May, but it was released to the public yesterday. The Department of Homeland Security warns of food contamination risk by violent extremists. Last month, the Department of Homeland Security issued a one-page bulletin warning about threats to our food and beverage supply posed by terrorist and violent extremist groups. The report was released May 26, 2017, titled Food Defense product alteration within reach of violent extremists and insiders. The report states that terrorists and violent extremist groups have long expressed interest in poisoning and altering food and beverage supplies in the West, but rarely uh, have we seen this tactic used. Nonetheless, uh, recent uh, incidents in both Europe and Africa underscore the continued interest by some groups in targeting food products at point of sale, distribution, and storage. The mere threat of product alteration in in the homeland almost certainly would cause psychological and economic harm. They go on to say they have not seen any uh, specific threats against food production here in the U.S., but cannot rule out the possibility of inspired violent extremists or disgruntled insiders attempting to poison food and beverages with commonly available toxic industrial chemicals or biological toxins. They say it's such an important issue because of the relative ease uh, of product manipulation, especially at the point of sale where, where criminal actors have demonstrated consistently in the past their ability to do so. That article is on HagmanReport.com. And I would advise everybody to take a look at it. It's only a one-page bulletin, and it is uh, something to consider, uh, especially in the, <laughs> the world that we live in. And um, just pretty crazy to think about. You know, nothing, nothing seems to be safe but, anymore. But notice they, they did not designate Islamic terrorists, violent extremists, which will include the Christian evangelicals. I promise you this. 
or, or the constitutionalists understand the, the, the language that they're not mm-hmm. using is relevant to what we're seeing. Or what we will see, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, we talked on the show earlier this week, and I believe last week, about what's going on with Bernie and Jane Sanders. There was uh, an article of five things you need to know about the, the Bernie and Jane Sanders FBI investigation. Him and his wife are being investigated for bank fraud. And the, well, I think more specifically targeting it is his wife. But Bernie and his wife Jane are under federal investigation for bank fraud. The news bro- broke last week. And in his first public statement since the investigation was announced, uh, that came yesterday, with Sanders being interviewed by CNN's Aaron Burnett. Now, Chuck Todd interviewed Bernie Sanders on Sunday morning on one of the, the talk shows, Meet the Press or whatever. And during the 12-minute interview, I think it was, never once asked a question regarding the investigation into bank fraud with Bernie Sanders. Now, just think if it was Donald Trump or, I mean... You wouldn't even, I mean, that would be the only questions that they would ask. Hey, but, Chuck, uh, but, yeah. but Sanders, he pushed back. He says, I think it's fairly pathetic when people are involved in public life. It's not only that they get attacked, but it's their wives and their families that get attacked. He also went on uh, to call the investigation well, politically well, welcome, motivated welcome and pathetic. Well, you know, dude, look. I want to just tell people, you do a broadcast like this, and, and we look, we put ourselves out here uh, willingly, but I guarantee you the family's not off limits by, by these people who want to um, create ha- uh, havoc for us. Wives, not off limits. Pets, well, lady the studio dog. If they're involved in the fraud, though. I well, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 kind of different, but but nonetheless, the the um, what we're seeing is kind of what Matt Bracken said yesterday, as well as most of our guests have been saying. Just the uh, the complexion of the fight has changed, and it's become just it's just really become horrendous. And I think we really have to understand that this ideological war that we're in, the civil war that we could enter into will not be pleasant. So be careful what you wish for and ask for. Interesting. Uh, I am on HagmanReport.com trying to pull up an article that I posted yesterday titled, uh, where'd it go here? Happy Pride 2017. Here are five examples of LGBT anti-Christian bullying. I go to click on it. Your access to the site has been limited. I will find the article again. Is it the access to our site or the the, to the story on our site? Wait a minute. So, what, okay. So, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Is is our site limiting, or is it is it the, uh, the pick another story? See, the, this is no, something. no. It's it's our site. So it's across the board. That's two is, stories. Is, I picked. is there a reason? Do they give a reason for this? Pardon us while we take care of Okay, so it seems to be stories that were posted yesterday, not today. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so. Huh. Uh, How about Liz's article? Let's make sure that her article is still oh, yeah, is still valid. I'll put that back up there, didn't I? Or Sergeant Tim, one of our contributing authors. Make sure that there's no. Nope, Sergeant Tim's, no. Okay. All it right. says it exceeded the maximum global request per minute for crawlers or humans. Whatever that means. All right. That could be a security feature on our end because we've been getting attacked. 
You're okay. All right. If, and click, uh, Eric, if you can click on the story. Uh, if you if you hit load more, Happy Pride 2017: Five Examples of LGBT Anti-Christian Bullying. Yeah, I, I can just I, I can just almost hear somebody coming from uh, my parents on Alex Jones today. Say, I'm gonna check out HagmanReport.com, tuning in and listening to this and saying, "Man, what a train wreck this is." <laughs> okay. No, Eric's done a great job of uh, the, the website. He, oh yeah. He's, uh, we we've reformatted it. Uh, we've changed some things from the headers to the graphics, removed some things, and the site. I like the way it looks right now. It looks really it's, clean, uh, it's good, yep. and uh, that's all thanks to Eric. But here's the article: Happy Pride 2017: Five Examples of LGBT Anti-Christian Bullying. Um, and this is a really fascinating article. It talks about uh, how the fight for respect and equal rights for gays and lesbians has occasionally been co-opted by anti-Christian bigots who target individual businesses and threaten them with violence. Here are a few examples. One, a teacher gets death threats, resigns for quoting a Bible verse. A California teacher resigned following backlash to an op-ed they published in the school paper where she quoted the Bible. Former uh, San Lucius High School special educator uh, Michael Stack wrote a column for the school paper where he expressed his belief in Christian teaching Engaging in homosexual acts was a sin. The column was not combative or hateful at all. And uh, when he did so, he wrote how he loved all students and staff, but his love for God is more obedient or is is greater for God, and how uh, his obedience is to Him. The backlash to his letter uh, the, by the mayor of the city wrote on Facebook saying, "This is unacceptable." A teacher at SLO High School was wrote this letter shaming the LGBT community and dozens more showed up to the school to protest after that another one Memories Pizza bullied and attacked for Christian beliefs an infamous incident of a Christian owned pizzeria in Indiana called Memories Pizza was bullied and received death threats after the owners wouldn't cater a gay wedding due to their Christian beliefs and there is there is much much more there Uh, the, the examples are all there and another thing that we've seen, you know, from the GoFundMe pages to PayPal, and Craig Sore is going to be with us later. He had his, um, his, his GoFundMe page or his PayPal page and the money taken away from him because, uh, what's it? Vets for Children? I don't remember that. Yeah. Vets for, for Children. Uh, Child Rescue. That was taken down and his ability to, to raise money via PayPal was taken down because it said that he violated their terms of service. And we'll have him explain that when he comes on. Um, because it's just crazy. We see these, any, uh, any GoFundMe pages, uh, or other solicitations for, for funds that have anything to do with fighting pedophilia or anything, even, you know, raising money for somebody who refuses to bake a gay wedding cake are being taken down by these groups saying they violated the terms of service and many times the money is also confiscated that was already raised and in those account in those accounts speaking of, of solicitation folks uh, you know we don't ask much on this show but the listening audience are the people who keep the show alive and going you know we do have have sponsors but we are a listener supported show and 
we need your help to continue to stay on the air. And we don't ask for money hardly ever. I think it's embarrassing and not something I ever like to do. But I just wanted to put that reminder out there. Anybody uh, who can support our show monetarily, we would so greatly appreciate it. If you can't support the show monetarily, keep us in your prayers. Spread the word of this show to other people, whether it's via social media, whether your neighbors, uh, you know, print out um, a page, uh, the front page of our of our website with the URL on it. Throw it in your neighbors' mailboxes. We have so many people who are uh, who email us and are ready to tell us. Don't put anything in. Don't put anything in anyone's mailbox unless you're a mailman. They already tell us. Uh, many of the listeners already tell us how they spread the word about the show. We get so many emails every day, just by default. But also, many of the the ones that aren't just sending stories to us, who tell us a, you know a little bit of personal stories or stuff about themselves, say they either you know got their whole neighborhood to listen to it, or they heard about our show from their friends or, or church members. Uh, and whatnot. And, you know, we can't thank you guys enough out there for, for all the support, uh, for all the support that you guys show us, whether it's through prayers, whether it's through, uh, you know, spreading the, the show via word of mouth, uh, sharing it with your friends and family. Now we know in some cases, in doing so, you might lose those friends or family depending on their views. So do it with discretion, uh, because it is a volatile, time out there, even amongst friends and family. Uh, what do we got? About seven minutes before the break. You had some stuff you wanted to get into. Yeah, if I can. As we approach the, uh, the, the, the this particular part of the program with Craig Sawyer and Russ Dizdar, uh I just want to take a step back, and as I mentioned on InfoWars, you know, you, you look at the landscape. How do we get here? The Russian hacking and um, the Russian hacking, hacking narrative the death of the murder, alleged murder of uh, Seth Rich. You, you look at child trafficking. All of these things are interrelated. So when you take it, it's very important, regardless of how much you think you know or how much you do know. Actually, sometimes it takes uh, it takes you to step back a few paces away from that picture on the wall and take in the entire picture. And we have to do this every once in a while because. We can get lost in the minutia. We can get confused easy. We, we can say, wait a minute, how did I get here? Or how did we get here? I just want to just bring a couple of things to, to the forefront before Craig Sawyer and Russ Dizdar join us. Number one, uh, one of the things that I think is extremely important right now is to understand that, uh, uh Loretta Lynch is in fact under FBI investigation. And I think that we, we need to, we need to also understand that um, you've got Mueller, Comey, and McCabe, who Matt Bracken yesterday, and I attribute this quote to him, calling them the swamp lawyers, uh, are um, basically the, uh, uh, the the people who seem to be covering up the most for the most. Um, you've got McCabe under three separate investigations by the Senate and by the Department of Justice Inspector General's office. You've got the use of uh, opposition research groups, the NGOs, tied directly to the Clintons. 
You've got the Clinton Foundation tied at the hip to Obama. You've got uh, CrowdStrike as part and parcel to the Russian her- narrative uh, and hack. You've got David Brock. Andrew Kerr does a fantastic job with the David Brock situation. The immediate matters for America and correct the record. You've got, going back to the obstruction of justice, you've got the Lynch-Tarmac meeting with Bill Clinton that took place on June 27, 2016. You've got the links between the DNC and Obama and Clinton. But did you know, as, as we've been going through this, that there's also a DNC link, maybe two or three uh, steps, arm links away, uh, degrees of separation to the Bushes. And it's through the Bushes that we see, and the never-Trumpers on the Republican side and the conservative side that we see, this this vast I don't want to say conspiracy but this um, uh, well a conspiracy it is against Donald Trump and when we look at this from a larger view again take a few more steps back um, the wiretapping story that is integral to the takedown of the Donald Trump presidency as well as Donald Trump himself as the president uh, originates from Hillary Clinton who had access and this has been confirmed she had access to intelligence and classified data files after she left the office of the Secretary of State and don't forget there were and I'm going to be doing a report on this uh, the, the there's hundreds of pages that we have uncovered through the Podesta emails that uh, have relevance to this particular setup. Um, the people close to Obama who, uh, or, or let me back up here. Um, the, there are, there is the unmasking issue. Susan Rice requested that all intelligence relating to the, to, to the Trump family, his whole family, gathered across a period of several years going back to 2012. Uh, be unmasked. Jay Johnson, the, uh, the uh, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, may, was, based on our investigation, was also involved in the unmasking of Trump-related intelligence. Um, the, uh, uh, the three people who really had the authorization to and who ended up unmasking intelligence reports were Susan Rice, John Brennan, and Loretta Lynch. Don't forget Loretta Lynch, again, is going to play a key role here as we see the investigations against um, Donald Trump play out, but investigations also that will be conducted uh, of the swamp denizens. And I think it's important to note that the individual who ordered the surveillance on the uh, John Brennan, what really was the man who ordered the enhanced surveillance on Donald Trump. And I think we have to understand where John Brennan is coming from uh, and, and his key Trump allies. But the one thing that I found was extremely important with the uh, surveillance that was ordered on Donald Trump and his allies and General Flynn and Eric Prince, the, who's the head of Blackwater and uh, top uh, CIA critic, Others included, and I told Alex Jones this, we found references to uh, 
the surveillance of Sean Hannity, other Fox News personalities, and InfoWars in, in, in this whole mess. Brennan was the one who advised Susan Rice to unmask those Trump allies. All right. Now, I think it's important to understand how significant this is. There are, there are um, three points where unmasking the unmasking process were ordered. And um, the person giving those unmasking orders, or the majority of the unmasking orders, um, before the election, Andrew McCabe was key in this respect. Now, uh, then Brennan also came in to play as well, and, of course, Obama himself. But some of the things that that, that are extremely critical, I know we're short on time on this, that, um, well, I guess we're out of time. Uh, the enhanced surveillance, by the way, continued from November 8th through January 20th of November 8th of 2016 through 20, uh, January 20th, 2017. And one last thing, John McCain figures prominently in this with respect to his attendance at the Halifax International Security Forum that took place between November 18th, 20, 2016. And he was, of course, involved in bringing that, uh, that uh, PP Steele dossier, that false Russian narrative, or false Russian uh, PP dossier to the attention of the FBI. Got more on this, but this also has its tentacles into child trafficking, if you, human and sex trafficking, and there's the currency for the elite. Folks, we'll be right back with Craig the Solomon Sawyer and Russ Dizdar right after this. Greenovative. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. What Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, you need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other power sources aren't available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, and that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke and fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas for fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an M.O.K. 
For investors, timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 PreciousTimberProfits.com PreciousTimberProfits.com Ladies and gentlemen, in this edition of the Hagman, the Hagman Report, HagmanReport.com, that's our website. We've got two outstanding gentlemen. We're not going to waste a minute of your time. Uh, Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net, Craig Sawyer. Joe, I'm going to kick it to you. Uh, yeah, I caught you, didn't I? I caught you. I'm going to kick it to you. Yep. Well, let's bring in, uh, uh, let's bring in our guests and let's get right to it. Ch- uh, child sex trafficking is real. Pizzagate is real, Pedogate is real, and we've got two of the top people in their fields to talk about this. This is the broadcast you've been waiting for, Joe. I'm going to kick it to you. I, I didn't, did you spill any on your time? No. Okay, no. all right. No, we have with us uh, two great gentlemen, Craig Sawyer, Craig the Sawman Sawyer, who we had the pleasure of, of meeting in, in Gurney, Illinois, just north of Chicago when we were there a few months ago, and Mr. Russ Dizdar, who was also there with us, he also hosts a radio show right here on Global Star uh, Radio Network, uh, Ragged Edge Radio. Uh, ShatterTheDarkness.net is the website. Russ, welcome back to the show. Glad to be with you again. Good to see you guys. Blessings. Uh, it's great to see you. Now, Craig, do we have you? Oh, we do. Uh, there you are, man. you have me. I have you. Hey, you're looking great. Both of you are looking fantastic. All right. Um, well, let's get right into this. Uh, oh, people hate this when I say, where do you want to start? But I need to do it this time because this, this topic is so, um, misunderstood, so maligned, so, um, incredibly large that we have to kind of grab a hold of this and really we just have to grab all of this. So may I impose upon Russ Dizdar to kind of superintend this? And Russ, can we uh, can we give it to you? Perhaps even open with a with a prayer because of the subject matter, and then start where you would like to. Sure, Father. Thank you for this night, and thank you for Craig, and thank you just for Joe and Doug, and everyone uh, that's listening, and all that this is going to do tonight. God, we just pray that you'll open doors, that this will all relate to helping individuals, helping young people, and uh, God recruiting mass numbers of individuals who will make war on this underground and all this dark. You know, just perverted stuff, Lord. So we just pray for your help. We pray for insight. We pray for extraordinary healing and help for the victims that might be uh, listening and watching. 
asking your blessing on all and asking your to shield every one of us in Jesus' name. Listen, as we uh, get into this night, I thought about it all during the day, and, and it really comes down to the faces of victims. See, I, when I think of this right now, I think of the, you know, it's on my website, this, this little girl named Jackie, um, Cooper. She's dead. She's 13 months old. Um, pedophile, underground, sexual abused little girl. Um, I held her in my hands. We tried to get her. We tried to get her out of this whole thing. Uh, they disappeared. Six months later, she's dead, ritually. Uh, bones, uh, broken all through her body. Uh, stab wounds, 47 stab wounds in her feet. Um, all about ritual, all about the, 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 the harm they did to her. You know, I think about her, I think about Sarah Bame from uh, Rochester, Pennsylvania. I think about Kathy Menendez from Alliance, Ohio. Both slaughtered sexually, uh, physically killed on a ritual night in July, demon rebels, on a ritual night in August, satanic rebels. And they represent to me the hundreds of thousands. Human trafficking, 27 million worldwide, satanic ritual trafficking, about 100 million worldwide for generations. So um, it's an outrage, it's an abomination to God. Don't forget the faces of the individuals. I can even tell you about the girl with the pink face, if you want me to do that. Sure. If it... Yeah, it's relevant. Uh, yeah. That's a, yeah, it, it is relevant because uh, I was at a DevTech SWAT team training on advanced occult crimes in Geneva, Ohio. The law enforcement guys brought in pictures and all of a sudden put on a screen. What I saw was uh, astounding to me. They, they, the, the video shows where law enforcement went in, they found the place, satanic rituals, drugs, all kinds of other stuff. Adults were involved, kids were involved. This was a uh, 17 or 16-year-old runaway. Uh, scooped up by these undergrounders, brought in. She was tortured. She was sexually abused. What I got to see was just her head. They had already made the cut around her entire face, pulled off the skin of her face. She had no hair. She had no eyebrows. It was just a pink head. Now, that's that's an image that's, that still sticks with me today. And I, and I, um, I never brought it out in the conferences to put up on a screen. But if you could imagine, or like Sarah, or like Kathy, or like little Jackie Cooper, if you could imagine what they have gone through. Now, I've sat with uh, hundreds of victims over the years now where we had to sit down for the healing side of it, to listen to it, to involve ourselves in seeing their lives come out of that fear, darkness, that shame, blame, destruction, to see how much of their own lives was stolen. So we've, we've spent thousands of hours and 30 some years, you know, doing the, you know, the, the direct victim help. That's number one. But when I, when I think of the ones that are gone and I think of their, and I've saved a number of their pictures I've saved, the pink, the little pink head, um, I don't have, it's just in my head. Um, it, it should have never happened. It, such radical evil should have never, never happened. Whether it's just sexual pedophiles and all that they do, or the satanic side that involves, you know, their motivation for powers and whatever else, it is a radical evil that has gone so deep and so, I mean, think in terms of, you know, 27 million or 100 million. And that, you know, we're doing this broadcast right now, and millions of them are in hidden places, you know, cages, whatever, you you know. I can send you a picture today of a kid down south of me, green shirt, uh, in a cage. Um, and uh, the feds have been involved. Everybody's involved now trying to find him. The story is he's been sliced up, cut up, eaten, and discarded. 
and the victim involved has now been moved out of that city, moved to another location, completely safe, and doing very well, by the way, the, the victim person involved. Um, but the individuals that did this, like Dahmer, these kind of people don't stop until they are stopped. No, you're you're exactly right, and it it um, the people like Dahmer, you know, they they grow more emboldened by their you know each act that they commit, and not only that, what's not talked about on many of the the crime shows or the uh, the analysis of of things that happen like this, and the cases like this is the the spiritual nature that goes along with this, you know, uh, many criminologists and people in the FBI will say that, you know, the, the satanic ritual crimes uh, are, say, the satanic aspect is blamed uh, uh, instead of actually being a force of the crime, if that makes sure. sense. And well, they it downplay does. it. It does, Joe, and, and that's the criminalistics. You know, you know, me being having a background in you know criminology, and I and I, I have purposely gone out to buy big university textbooks on on criminalistics, uh, criminal procedure. You know, all all the stuff that involves motivation, forensic psychology, and I have yet to find anywhere where motivation to crime, uh, like Kathy Menendez on our website on the, our Facebook page, we have the and you've probably seen the two pictures of the girl on the on the billboard. The feds were offering a um, a uh, reward. They're offering reward, and they, you know, it's 20 years later, more than 20 years later. They haven't solved it yet. We've turned state's evidence. We we've, we've gone to them. So the uh, new Fed from Pittsburgh contacts me and asks me why, 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 Russ, why are you so passionate and get involved with this? Why do you believe? Because we turned in the guy that did it. He attempted to kill me in front of officers, and yet he's still free. Now it goes to motivation. They don't understand the motivation behind the crime. You don't understand ISIS and they serve a demon spirit and they, they, they want bloodshed. That demon wants blood. And you understand in some senses the motivation they have to do what they do. Uh, same with the undergrounders. You gotta understand in the world of secular psychology and or secular naked, uh, uh, law enforcement. Um, and what I mean by that is law enforcement guys aren't trained. You know, even when I was a police chaplain, they're not trained in in looking at that. If they see some kind of demonic manifestation or some kind of what they would think is crazy, they just take everybody to the psych ward. But in motivation, and I'll give you the one story, Jeffrey Dahmer. Everybody heard the story. Everybody, There's a new documentary coming out. There's another one that was put out with the actual detective that interviewed Jeffrey Dahmer. The, um, the interviews, the stories, the books all written about it, Jeffrey Dahmer, completely miss what I saw. I was at Def Tech at the, at the training. Law enforcement agents brought in the big books with the pictures. In those pictures were, uh, there was a, a altar um, built out of a human thigh bones. There was a power cone, it's this triangle, built out of human skulls. Jeffrey Dahmer was multiple. He had other personalities. Um, he had satanic literature everywhere. Uh, he had this altar... So did they ever come out publicly to say this was satanically motivated? Uh, he was demonized. He was a multiple. In, in investigating a multiple like that, here's the first question I would ask. Who 
made Jeffrey Dahmer a multiple. You can't become one unless there's extreme, severe abuse from childhood up, splitting personality, doing things, and then bringing all the demonic side in and look at him. Gone rogue, gone to Wisconsin, he's eating people. He's, he's, he's predatory. Um, and intertwined with that is the demonic that guides him, the demonic that leads him, uh, the demonic that is appeased by what he's doing, and yet not a single word of that came out in documentaries and or any other news story. And, and that, that's, that's, that's really a sad, whether, whether people are afraid of the issue or just can't comprehend, there's a real dark side that motivates that. In, indeed, you're right. Uh, Rust is our shatter the darkest not dot net. With us, along with Craig Sawyer, Craig the Sawman Sawyer, his website, vets the number four childrescue.org. Uh, Craig, let's turn it over to you. And largely, folks, we're going to kind of try to stay out of the way because these two gentlemen are the experts top of their fields. So you need nothing from us. And we're also going to uh, ask the network to uh, forego the bottom of the hour break. Uh, Craig, go ahead, sir. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you guys uh, including me, and it's an honor to be on with Russ. As I stood up Veterans for Child Rescue to expose this child trafficking and all of its forms, I kept getting uh, hit with messages, Craig, Craig, uh, have you hooked up with Russ Dizdar yet? I'm like, no, I'm not familiar with him. And people were, were advising me. I, I'm like, who is he? And they were explaining to me, well, part of this is, is really, really weird, and it's really, really dark, and it gets into satanic stuff that most people can't explain and understand. And and when you get into that realm of it, you're going to need Russ. And I'm like, okay, good enough for me. I understand what that means. You know, my dad was a very sincere, devout pastor, and he, he dealt with some of that. And, um, and, and I got to witness some of it as a young man. And so I get it. Uh, I, I know that, uh, <clears throat> there is, there is good and there is evil. And, um, and that, that's part of what we're facing here. I think, uh, with what I'm doing, with vet, what Vets for Child Rescue is doing is we're going to shoot a documentary series to expose this to inform the American public. Now, coming from a tactical background and spec ops, you know, there are different countries that we can go into and run different types of operations, and some of them are very, very difficult to fit into, looking like I do, uh, and, and to sneak into. And we call those non-permissive environments. It's not a semi-permissive, and it's a non-permissive, meaning if they knew who, who you were, you'd, you'd end up uh, on a rope or, or in a cage uh, instantaneously or just, just contact shot to the head. So I realized that I wanted to create a non-permissive environment out of the United States for this type of evil so that we could defend our kid. That's my thing. So uh, I'm kind of new to this whole child trafficking thing. I just decided uh, when I started hearing enough about it just since this election that I had to use whatever God gave me and rally it all together and try to do something good. And, and in that path, people, you know, mentioned Russ to me. So I'm like, Russ, uh, I, I got to connect with him at, at a conference and you guys were there. You, you know, the, the story and I'm just thankful. So I, I, I appreciate what Russ does. It's powerful. And, uh, I look forward to, I don't want to say too much, but, uh, we're going to be working together somewhat and, uh, I'm going to be, sharing a little bit of what he does, his contributions to all of us uh, to, to, to defend the youth of our nation. And uh, I'm thankful and, and look forward to that, that work. And, and Craig Sawyer is 
the, the real deal, as is Russ Dizdar. These are the two gentlemen that are in the field actually fighting the fight. And, I, again, I'm, I'm not going to violate any confidences, but understand they are where the action is. So, okay, Craig, and, and it was great to meet you and great to listen and understand uh, your gifts, um, your gifts and, and your initiatives. Fabulous organization, and I, I can't think of a better man to, to lead it. Russ, back to well, you. I, oh, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. I was just going to say I, I've been put on a path that was pretty painful in a lot of ways that I didn't appreciate until this all started lining up. And I, 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 in some ways, I was looking back asking why. Why was I put through <clears throat> this or that or some sort of really horrible obstacle? And now I, I look back on it and I can see, man, very clearly that it prepared me for this. It put me on the path for this. I saw a, a statement recently. It said, that, you know, the obstacle don't, so it's something about the obstacle. It says the, the obstacle is the path, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I'm seeing that more to be <laughs> the case. You know, the obstacles have put me here. There's a reason for it. So, um, and that's just, that's fascinating for me to kind of see people, um, you know, realize they, they can witness the attacks from a distance. Hey, Craig, what about, you know, this attack and that attack and the other thing? And I'm like, my gosh, it's coming fast and furious, but I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to do. And I don't care how bad it gets. It's, I'm, I'm doing what, what I'm supposed to do and I'm thankful. It's a privilege. And we're privileged, by the way, to, uh, that you're involved and, and, and I, I often joke, I, sitting next to Craig Sawyer and, and Russ Dizdar, both of these are very formidable, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Craig Sawyer can kill you five different ways with like a straw wrapper. And, and you know. I think, I think one of the things about my path is it's been, it's put me in contact with so many very capable and connected, uh, other people. That I've been able to reach to and assemble this alliance or this task force, if you will, to go and, and, and go after these, uh, these predators. Well, that would be, it would be effective, but it wouldn't have given me, it wouldn't, it would not have covered the full spectrum of this crisis and what goes on, you know, um, the atrocities that go on on the darker side of it that Russ deals with all the time, and so uh, it's 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 fascinating to me how he's been put in my path as well, and uh, um, he, he doesn't need me, but uh, but I, I think sharing a little bit of what he does with the American public would be a very very good thing. Well, well very good thing. Exactly, and and Russ at the very at the very epicenter of this, I think people do need to understand the. Uh, the origins, as you pointed out, you know, the multiples, the, because a big, a big chunk of what we, we know as Pizzagate, Pedigate, child, child sex trafficking is, uh, there's a big spiritual component that no one really seems to be talking about except you. So I'm going to kick it, we're going to kick it back to you, sir. Well, even the, the morality issue of just, you know, when we say just human trafficking, I mean, even one little, again, just think in terms of one little girl raped over and over, used. I mean, we don't want to even think of it, let alone what, the, I mean, being the ones that involved in, in the healing, the, um, the counseling aspects of it, to watch them go through ab reaction, to watch the tears, 
to watch 45-year-old women who had been sexually taken like that and used again and again in their teens and early 20s uh, and see the damage all these years, to see the toxic memories inside and, and, and or split, you know, or damaged, you know, mental and emotional, you know, all of that is huge. It is just massive. It is, um, and thank God, you know, for Jesus to, to come with compassion, to liberate, to heal them, to help them. Uh, ultimately, there's no other way for the deep healing and the deep, I mean, uh, and when it comes to demonization, um, you know, it's him. It's the authority of Jesus. Let me say something about Craig real quick too. When when I was in Dallas, the entire time of going to Dallas, and that's when my legs, you know, were down. And I wasn't, and, and I was able to make it there. And I remember getting on stage, but I on the way down there, all I could think about was the vets. And and I, I've never had the privilege of being on the on the battlefield with the guys. Um, I I. Um, I look at the warriors like that, and I thought for years, this is who we need. I mean, you're talking people, you know, me and volunteers and helpers and counselors and, you know, all that we've recruited over the years. i got a great team of individuals, active officers, retired officers, an incredible counselor that came to us out of uh, Pennsylvania that's an incredible worker with us right now. But I have I have yearned for and said we have to have really capable individuals um, and, and, and Doug, as you know, there's times we have to uh, build teams to breach, to go in and go places and maybe pull people out. We have flown into Georgia once and extracted an individual overnight. Uh, so we understand extraction. We understand, you know, what we need to do at times. We're not extremely trained. I mean, I could do some things if we had to physically. Good news is God is involved in this and he's always had our back. I mean, we've had staff members where, you know, people involved with this have attempted to kill them on the spot. And so there's a real battle behind this. The pimps behind the pedal gates, the um, the coven people that are behind the ritual abuse, they're deadly individuals. Uh, they'll make the death threats. They'll make threats on your family. They'll come for you. They'll do spiritual things to harm you. But when I went down to that thing and I saw so many of the vets that were down there, and I knew that Craig was there too, now we didn't get to talk yet until we got to uh, Gurney, and when we sat down and, and had breakfast together and, and talked about a lot of things, um, I, I couldn't help it. I, um, the vets that were there, I asked them all to stand, and, and, I, and I, I asked them, I said, you know what it was to be a warrior. You know what it was to be a warrior on the field. You know the, the smoke, the feeling, the, the smell of uh, all of that. You know the tension. You know the sounds. You know all of this stuff. And you served the commanders and others. But what we really need is for you to come and, and, and be a warrior in the context of human trafficking, in the context of ritual trafficking. Um, we need people that understand how to battle, how to fight, how to wipe away the blood and keep going forward, how to walk with broken legs at times. I mean, what I mean by that is we need to see very strong, tough Christians that really know how to be spiritually strong, spiritually able, that will be passionate, that won't give up, because I guarantee you're going to have spiritual threat, you're going to have physical threat, you're going to have episodes that are unbelievable over time. Uh, you will be punched and kicked and hit and spit on, and 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 things will happen. Um, but I have I have learned after 35 years and and seeing all of our staff, none of us are dead. Um, <laughs> maybe bloody once in a while. Maybe maybe hit here or there every every so often. Uh, the bigger price is the warfare, the spiritual warfare side of this. To where I mean, we're really hitting where Satan doesn't want us to hit. And um, yet, 
society, and here's the big issue, and this is what Craig is doing. Look, at, look, look what he's doing. He's, he's going to dig in deep, and he's going to bring out the what, what all the what's going on out, you know, in the underground. I mean, there are some films out there, and the heroes are those who've been working for years in the area of human trafficking, starting agencies, safe houses. Um, you know, they they all need to be given millions of dollars to to have everything they need. Um, and, and Craig needs to be given everything that's necessary to make these films to really broaden it. Because in the context of the films, then it's going to be a cry: We need ten million of you. We need we need millions of you out on the field that are trained. You're strong. You're warriors. You can you can you'll get together in teams. Every city teams can go looking at the bus stops and the places. Um, you can understand how to pray and locate where coven stuff is. You can find the victims. You can you can go back. Woods, you can go to places um, very unique in what needs to be done, and all I can say is, and I asked those, uh, I asked all the vets, um, I said, listen, I asked them to step forward and just offer themselves to God, like in Isaiah 6, here am I, send me, and I then I get to meet Craig, and, and we sat down in, in, in near Chicago, um, and I just came away from that thinking, this is exactly what we needed to see for years and years. We have needed to see really, I mean, folks that know how to fight and will learn and, 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 and learn this whole underground and what's really going on and see it. Um, not just the stories in the news. That's but a scratch of what's really going on. The Sandustys, the Jerry Saviles and all the Pedogates, that, that's all a scratch of what's really happening. Um, so what he's going to do, and, and and the link up for how you know what God is going to do in putting us together in, in 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 grabbing some of this, because we have prayed for for years and believe that God's going to bring us, you know, we talk about Ezekiel chapter eight that uncontested evidence. I think there's going to be some stuff coming out that is so evidential, so um, um, undeniable. Um, it's going to be more shocking than Bohemian Grove anything else. That's, that's going on out there and it needs to happen and in all of it though not just to look and say this makes me sick but to, to become so angry about it like Jesus going into the temple and clearing the temple because of what they were doing there that's the Jesus I know the savior, the healer, the helper he also went into a temple where all this corruption and hypocrisy and all stealing the people's place of prayer uh, and he went in and cleared the house so that's that's what we need. It's like a combination of the deepest of compassion and the work of Jesus with with a real sense of those who want to fight and know how to fight and will not be backed off by the threats and 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 by 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 even the spiritual warfare that that will come. And so that's that's why I'm grateful for the program tonight Doug and Joe and for Craig tonight because I do believe spiritual I I believe listen this is a providential show. This is a show that will be kind of historic because down the road when it all comes out, we're going to po- be able to point back to it. Um, we're going to all see that God arranged this because nobody cares more for those victims than God does. And nobody is more opposed to the abominations of the perverts are doing than God himself. He's just looking for the people that will learn both sides of what needs to be done and then send send thousands of us into the field to do so. Russ, I want to uh, throw a few things out there that I've seen from uh, internet forums and comment sections. 
of people who are who who do believe you know about this elite pedophile ring that it's real but it leads them to question the existence of god they would say things like well what kind of god would allow this to happen uh you know in the bible it speaks about you know not harming uh, any of these children and, and for it be better to have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the lake what mm-hmm. what's your response to that well, let me tell you this you know as a young theologian i mean what I'm saying in that is that the old theologians were wrong in the sense that they would simply say, well, God permits this. No, he does not. He opposes it. He stands against it. He doesn't permit any girl. I mean, this is what we need to understand about. I mean, there's no, no you know, I, I, that's got to be very important because that is a very, that's the very thing victims have asked me over the years. Why did God allow this? Why did God, you know, permit this? He did not. He opposes it. He says no to it. But here's our difficulty. We live in a fallen world. We, the human race, surrendered the world. We exchanged the glory of God for the dark side. We're fallen. We're broken. Death is in us. We've sinned. And so in the fallen world, there are laws of engagement. There's laws of engagement on the field. Anybody, Any soldier knows that. Um, there's laws. For example, you and I are allowed to drive our cars, we got our license, we have to have a license, get on the drive, you know, it's 55 miles an hour, we're going down the road, what if you go 90 miles an hour on the opposite side? That's a possibility. I Probably some people have done that. Um, it's not permitted, it's against the law, it's against everything that, that's out there, and it will endanger or hurt or kill or maim individuals. So in a fallen world, laws of engagement, everything God has done since the fall of the human race has been through redeemed people, to save people, to save, you know, to, to redeem the nation Israel, to to save millions. Every healing of a life came through the prayers of redeemed people. Every deliverance of demons came through uh, God operating through people. The laws of engagement involve God working through people. Here's what I'm convinced of. The dark side knows that God wants to get to these people. God wants to uh, reach out and bring all that healing to them, especially with the with the under, underworld, the, the, the satanic side of this. They understand the laws of engagement. That's why they don't want anybody to know what they are, what they do, where they hide the people. They don't want anybody to do a prayer. They don't want, they don't want a single scratch of any believer becoming aware and, and stepping in and learning what to do. So this is what's vital for us to understand. In a fallen world that we, the human race, gave over, we open the door to this. We are the blame for all of this pain and shame and hurt. Um, and God stands opposed to it, number one. Number two, God reaches out and finds the redeemed individuals and people that will be willing, and he'll send them to fight. He'll send them to gather them. He'll send them to, to bring the healing to them. He, that's what, that's what, that's what the mission, um, the Great Commission is all about. It's inseparable from saving and healing and delivering, uh, and that's what God is doing. And as far as payday, let's make it very clear. I've got cases right now where I want the I want the perpetrators. Listen, I'm a pastor. I love Jesus. I love my wife. I love my daughter. I love my grandchild. I love people. I will turn the cheek numerous times. Okay, I I I I know what it is to taste blood and not fight back. But I want these guys stopped in the worst of ways. 
I believe that's what God put in me. Um, I believe that means at times you think in terms of surrendering your life. That you, you know, you forget all about saving your life. It's all about the other side of, of helping, doing whatever you gotta do to get there. Um, and, and to get them. So I want these, um, and we've got cases left and right. We've got cold cases all over the place. I want them nailed. Preach to them in prison. Okay. But I want them nailed. I want them stopped. That's what I believe God puts in believers that understand, that hear this. That's why I believe in the conferences where I bring out the blood and guts and the raw stuff, that it does outrage, it does bring believers to tears and makes them come to the point of saying, we must do something. You can't just hear about this. How could we hear about this and do nothing? So the answer to all of that is God doesn't permit it. God works through in a fallen world the laws of the engagement, finding his people, sending his people, empowering his people, telling them to get up and get out there and, and to minister. God knows how to, through prayer, um, invade the underground, through prayer to help stop, you know, engage this stuff, through prayer to come expose this stuff. So that's how God's doing it. And in the end of all of this, let every victim know let every perpetrator that have, that's going to, you know, monitor this show and recon this show, let them know the great white throne judgment. There is no question, payday someday. No one's going to get away but by the blood of Jesus. No one is going to be able to, you know, sit there with their $10,000 cigar and their $100,000 whiskey and in and, and some kind of underground castle, you know, in some kind of elite um, arrogance thinking they have they have sexually abused 150, you know, girls they've killed, they've drunk blood. If they think they're going to get away, they they are completely blinded by the omniscience of God and by the concept of the great white throne judgment. Payday. It's clear someday. Very well said, Russ. Uh, Craig, I've got a, a question for you. Since you've uh, been taking up, uh, you know, this uh, mission, how widespread do you see, uh, you know, th- this uh, kidnapped children, missing children? We hear so much, uh, you know, so many statistics. Uh, not only from the U.S., but uh, from across the world of, of uh, children who have been abducted, gone missing, never to be heard from again, leaving many to ask, uh, you know, uh, what happens to these children, one, and then where are the victims? Uh, you know, a lot of people will also ask, if this is so widespread, how come we don't have more victims that speak out? Uh, first of all, the, the first question, um, how widespread of a problem is this? Well, I'm, I'm learning about this daily, but it's, it's, it's global. And I mean, just do the math, 27 million. That's, a, that's a lot of damage. That's a lot of harm. That's a lot of souls being tormented. So, um, <clears throat> what, what about the, the surviving victims where we're going to interview some of them? Um, I, I don't know if I should say who's got, uh, but some of my, um, Close allies have surviving victims close on hand that we'll interview and and let them explain what they went through and and the road out the recovery for them and and how many others are, were not allowed to to escape and recover. So I think uh, we'll we'll get through all that and kind of figure out the statistics on it and the percentages. I don't really have a clear picture 
uh, on all of that yet. But uh, we're still formulating, you know, the the investigations, the the organization, and the production with three full time jobs <laughs> simultaneously. So mm. we bit off a lot, and uh, we're overcoming the obstacles along the way. But yeah, it's. Uh, there's a lot to learn about this, you know. I'm a student of it, so um, it, it's it's despicable. It's it's disappointing, you know. People ask me if it's if it's scary or if it's creepy or what's, and and I, I tell them it's just it's disgusting to me. But I think the overwhelming sense that I get uh, personally is that I feel disappointed. I feel disappointed that that such a large percentage of mankind resorts to this. Uh, when given the means to do whatever they want. So, uh, look, if, if I were a billionaire, I'd be doing a lot of things, man. And, uh, I'd probably be racing cars and, 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 and going to creating, you know, inventing things and helping people. I don't know. I'd have fun and I'd work hard and, uh, but I wouldn't be doing this, man. I wouldn't be torturing children. So I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't see how people get there from, from any sort of a normal life. I'm learning more now. You know how these uh, these people are prepped for this sort of harm, and that's another thing. One of our other allies, uh, Dr. Judith Reisman, you know, uh, exposing Alfred Kinsey's falsified studies and uh, and working to to pick that back with uh, new legislation that'll that'll rid our country of his infestation of his falsified studies that have you know prepped the the way for two more generations of pedophiles and really facilitated a lot of what we're we're seeing now. So uh there are a lot of good people like Russ mentioned doing good things so they're heroes and uh you know we're going to put them all as many of them as we can and show the different aspects of this this plague uh this atrocity that's happened uh to the youth of our nation and others and uh, and just kind of um the people off and let them really uh, rise up with us and uh, and demand and take action that that uh, it be shut down and make it really really impossible for this to be done anymore. Look, it's going on right under our noses in a lot of cases. A lot of these big cities and, and they're moving kids around and and trafficking and buying and selling and um, and snatching them off the streets and people are seeing it but they're not understanding what the signs are. So as we formulate uh, how this goes down a little bit further, we'll be able to demonstrate in the docu-series, you know, exactly what to look for, what to report, how to report it, how to dog these people and, and encourage their their wives and their brothers and their golfing partners to turn them in and betray them and uh, and undermine them because they're evil and they're doing great harm. So I think uh, it's just a matter of spreading the word and rallying everybody together. Okay. And Craig, as you as you said, you're uh, relatively new to this fight. Where have you been uh, coming up against the most opposition? And uh, has anything really surprised you in in that opposition that's been working against you? No, I, I, there, I, I got to say there have been no real surprises. The the opposition has come from two groups. One uh, from the, a lot of the tech companies out of the northwest. Um, seem to be very, very protective of child trafficking and, and pedophilia. Uh, I wasn't surprised by that. What I was surprised by are the attacks by seemingly good people. You know, so many people that uh, profess to be doing what, what Russ and I are doing that lacking knowledge of who I am or, or not uh, having even bothered to research began attacking 
online and just assuming I must have been, you know, one of the bad guys and really trying to do a lot of harm before they would they would slow down and take a, a closer look. So uh, that was unfortunate, uh, and and that kind of keeps happening. But it's always the low information people that uh, haven't learned yet. So I, I uh, that if, if there's been a surprise, I think that's been a surprise. I didn't. Make, really expect for good people to to attack me so much but uh hey uh you know onward we go onward upward you know sometimes when people don't understand i'll just give them a call or ask them to call me if i don't know their number i'll just talk talk to them and explain who i am who's with me what we're doing what it's like for us and and what it's all about give them a peek under the hood so to speak and and then they're like oh okay well great i didn't know and then everything's better so it's uh, sometimes you just got to communicate, and so that's that's what we do. Okay, and um, I saw I think it was last week on your Twitter, you ran into some problems with with your funding page. Yeah, well, look, um, what I haven't said yet in this this episode is uh, the the nature of the task force that I reached to, uh, you know, high ranking uh, intelligence officials, the retirees um, with, with long. Uh, careers that have them a lot of uh, training and, and experience, so they were highly capable uh, from different agencies and from the top of federal law enforcement and the counterterrorist uh, realm. So decorated, you know, combat spec ops vets. So it's a mix of people. Well, um, from that we we get a wide scope of capability. Well, that, that's a really good thing because um, it allows us to 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 solve all kinds of problems together. Well, <clears throat> with that, trying to get back to the, your refresh for me on your question again, because uh, I'm the funding. Uh, uh, the funding, yeah. The okay, page. so we yeah. exactly. All right, so um, one of these uh, people that kind of looks over the dark net and kind of advises us on what's going on initially said, "Hey, Craig, you've got uh, two groups that have immediately set up upon your announcement." of founding Vets for Child Rescue have um, began panicking and planning their attacks against you. And one was one of the two major parties, the major political parties of the United States, and another one was a terrorist front group. Uh, There's a big name that's been given special favor in the, in the previous administration, uh, even given a lot of uh, American taxpayer dollars, <laughs> strangely enough. But anyway, their attacks were already... Uh, seeing there that were already known, and they were threefold. They were number one, they were going to attack any funding that we did. So there you go. That's where the attacks came from. We already knew it was coming, uh, and where it was coming from. And number two, they were going to slander me, and number three, they were going to bring legal uh, attacks. So, um, you know, and I was even described how they they do the the, the slandering. If, if they can't find dirt on you, they'll just wheel someone out that you've never met in your life and never seen or heard of that'll make false accusations and, and just try to make it stick dirty up the water. It's just like they do with all the, the high ranking politicians. Sure. So and, um, and we yeah, see that went on with that. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, just yeah. having to go very independent and, and circumvent the gatekeepers that are trying to keep us from informing the American public, man. If you love people, you want them informed and empowered. You there don't you want go. them to uh you don't want them deceived and disempowered. So uh, they don't want us uh, empowering the American people with that knowledge of what's happening. Exactly. And it's interesting to me. I, I look at Craig Sawyer here, and folks, our guests are uh, Craig Sawyer, 
That's uh, his website, Vets, the number four child rescue dot org. And then, of course, Russ Dizdar, Shatter the Darkness dot net. You've got the military, uh, shall we say the military experienced, uh, uh, hardened battle, hardened man. And then, of course, you've got the, uh, Russ Dizdar who is very heavily involved in the spiritual, uh, component to, to, to what we're seeing and you cannot you really cannot take away uh, the spiritual component from from what we're seeing Russ let me let me toss this to you um, I, I think people have a disconnect when we talk about child sex trafficking and and uh, I, I was on with uh, on infowars today and in fact Craig I mentioned your name uh, uh, I referenced you today. But I was on InfoWars today, and we were talking about Pizzagate, for example, and how people call that fake news and have called that fake news and how uh, seemingly uh, Alex Jones backed away from it. And people don't understand. He didn't back away from it. it nothing to do with that. It was refining the definition. There's a moving, there, there really is a moving target of a definition with respect to Pizzagate. But, Russ, my question to you is this. Um, the uh, uh, how can we raise awareness, especially in the how can we raise or how should we raise awareness uh, with respect to what is taking place by the Washington and global elite, by the people who are running these children as the world's currency, as their currency? Um, how can we help people better understand the? the vastness of this problem? Or is that the wrong question to ask? No, it's the right question, uh, Doug. It is um, It is the question. I mean, without anybody knowing anything, if you, you know, if I walk around my neighborhood and see the kids and the bicycles out, you know, the other day the ice cream truck went down the road. I haven't heard that for a long time. I remember as a kid, you know, running out there and, you know, that's all the fun stuff of life. There's little kids, boys and girls on bicycles out in front of my house the other day. And, um, you know, they just see me, some old guy, you know, some house, you know, mowing the yard or whatever else. But that's, I mean, that's just neighborhood and life, the way, you know, people are living and things are going on. But not everybody knows what's really happening. And most of the news places, even though they've been bringing out some things, um, are not digging into this underground. I guess it's because we've dug into it for 35 years. I guess it's because... You know, Craig has really felt now guided by God and pulled into this. And I'll just say, I believe it's because people have been praying. Victims have been praying. And God has been looking for people. So, number one, do a show like this, Doug, uh, Joe. Just do shows like this. Um, you, you didn't pay me to say this. Read Doug Hagman's book, Stained by Blood. I, I have bought it and given it away. I bought Kindle versions of it and sent it to people. Uh, you've given me copies. I've given to all my staff and said, read it, read it, read it. You know why? Because what Doug reveals in the book Stained by Blood and what is what brought us together, I think, ultimately providentially, is what happened in that the people that killed your relative were the very people that we've been hunting down and going after. In your book, you deal with uh, confiscated material from the underground, little boys being sodomized by older men, some of them with masks, some of them in black robes. You mentioned also the altar built out of human bones. Um, you talk about, you know, that's what I'm saying. Everybody should read that and realize that what 
dug dug into and went after, and what he saw is a small, a horrific but small sliver of the underground. Doug Hagman actually skimmed getting into the underground, and you were warned. Obviously, you were. You know, they came after you. They were doing surveillance on you. They 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 came to warn you. They've got big eyes, but they're not bigger than God. They've got uh, big pocketbooks, but it doesn't make any difference. Anyone who's going to stand in powerful... That's what I'm saying. Number one, become the most powerful believer you can become. You're going to need to be. And then decide, surrender your... You know, give up your life to serve Jesus and reach people. I'm alive. You know, I'm here. I don't expect to go anywhere. Um... I've got family and daughter and granddaughter, you know, I, I got all that, you know, all around me that I want to see. Um, but I also know that it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, this fight is real. It's a fight for the souls of lives. It's a fight for the, the physical, mental, I mean, so to do a show like this, to allow us to come out here and talk about, to hear the stories, now, see, I know the stories from seeing the faces, dealing with the stuff, digging up bones and bringing it back to University Police Department. I know the stories of all these things for years and years. At times, it wakes me up in the middle of the night. But it moves me to pray. Probably this show is a result of the prayers of the victims crying for somebody to help, of people that have stepped in and begun to help and said, wow, this is vast, this is big. I can tell you that the satanic ritual trafficking and human trafficking are in every single city in the United States. Um, and you've got millions in the United States than around the world. It's, it is huge. It's bigger than the wars that are going on. Um, it's huge as far as the devastation to lives. So I think that um, doing the show, writing a book like Stained by Blood, becoming as spiritually powerful and attentive to God and willing to serve Him, to go out, um, keep getting the information out like this, uh, obviously, God is raising up Craig to have this massive um, exposure of all of it, which I pray will draw, and I'm saying thousands of individuals to come out. I, I pray that we see thousands of new groups. You know, there's supposed to be like 400,000 churches in the United States. What if every single one of them developed teams that only focused on this, that would only, you know, build a house, get a safe house? What if there are thousands of safe houses and, and, and thousands of workers and thousands of believers that would pray with power, investigate with pre precision, have the skills that, that I believe I believe that the skills that, that Craig has is, is needed in this battle of the underground. I can go out and win, I can go out and evangelize on the streets and in the university. You know, soul winning is uh, that number one for me. But when you're going to go down and and search to rescue those that are there, and I believe that's close to the heart of God. Then you, you might need some of the skills. Um, what are you going to do if they're raping a 12 year old and all you have is your hands? What if it's just you? What if you do have a weapon? Are you going to, are, have you worked through the issue? W will you use a weapon? In 30 some years, I've never had to, but I pulled it twice when the Guatemalans came to steal my daughter, came right into our yard. I, you know, I was, I was, I already worked through the issue. Um, biblically, uh, prayerfully, I don't want to. I don't want to harm a fly, but I will if it's necessary. And I pray that God will give strong believers 
that know how to go in, what are you going to do? Watch the little girl get raped and then just say, well, I'll pray for her later. If a Christian's going to run away from that, decide whether you are one or not. Um, we should be as bold as a lion and, 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 and the wicked should be fleeing like the scriptures teach. Uh, we should. The righteous are as bold as a lion. So I think, uh, with Craig coming out and just announcing and saying, yeah, all of the multimillionaire, all the networks, all the, all of the stuff, Bohemian Grovers and Mother of Darkness Castle people, all of the globally elite connected Luciferian type that are in charge of human trafficking on a global, cause you gotta understand, we could talk about it being local and pimp, you know, pimps and pedophiles and whatever, but then you keep going, you see the umbrella, you see like, like, like Sandusky, like Jerry Savile, you see it getting larger and larger, and that's what we're trying to say. This is so huge, it's really astounding. And I believe they have physical cover, they have money to cover, and they have spiritual covering in the demonic sense, and all of that needs to be broken through, and we need troops that will absolutely want to f- Understand the issue, know who they believe, and they'll be willing to, you know, you know, I mean, really, really be ready to, uh, to, to crash the gates of the underground. Russ, when we were in, uh, in Chicago just, uh, a few months back, during your speech, uh, your presentation, you said a number of very important things, and, and one of those things I think we should cover a little bit t- tonight, speaking to what you were just speaking on, about uh, our authority as Christians over the demonic realm. Mm-hmm. And in today's church, it seems that uh, we have gone so far away from the the uh, scriptural and, and foundational teachings of the Lord, but more so than that, or in that, we have lost mm-hmm. and don't understand our authority in Christ. And uh, you go on, when you, when you do these presentations and talks and, and shows like this, uh, you've explained in the past some of the examples of stories you've run into where dealing with multiples and evil spirits who yeah. you have said in their own words have, you know, come to you to test your authority. And when people sure. in, uh, the Christian faith have that, that faith and belief in Jesus, but don't have the authority in the spiritual world that we are all given, uh, can you get into a little bit of how that can not only work sure. against the Christian, but what they can do to gain that authority. Sure. Maybe because sure. that, I mean, that does overlap to what Craig said earlier. By the way, go ahead, sir. Yeah, and 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 in knowing that authority as a believer only builds competence and confidence, um, because uh, it, it, that's a foundational teaching. And here's here's what we need to say: in a leadership role in the last thirty years, forty years, leadership. And, and, and the, and the, and the schools that have taught them have utterly failed on ground level spiritual warfare. It's like sending out, you know, soldiers in the field. They have no helmet. They have no gun. They, what, what are you going to do? You throw rocks? So we have, we have released millions of believers in, in 30 years. The body of Christ has trained them to be spectators. And most don't know their authority, don't know the armor of God, don't know what to do if a demon manifested. Um, most would be afraid. And fear like that is an indicator of lack of teaching, lack of empowerment, lack of that boldness that comes from the Spirit of God. So there, you know, everything should be taught new believers. Uh, you know, the depth of your salvation, 
the power of the Spirit of God, l- learning how to read the Word of God and grow. But we should be taught at the very beginning, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, I have given you authority, exousia, I have given you authority, and there's a mission behind it, to tread, that is to shred, trample, um, come with great authority over the powers of darkness, the figures of speech, snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. So that's foundational. Then he sent the disciples out, 72 of them. They went out and they went out preaching the gospel, doing healing, but they were amazed because this has never happened until Jesus came. They came back saying, the spirits um, submit to us in your name. They could command demons out of people in the name of Jesus. So every one of us as a believer, whether you're one day old or you know you've been 30 years as a believer, Jesus says, "I have given you authority." In the Greek, biblical Greek, it's perfect tense, meaning from the moment of salvation, with the abiding result that right now, powerfully, permanently, authority resides in you. As a believer, I don't have any more authority than anyone watching, anyone here. I don't have any more authority than anybody else. We may have used it, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, but that authority is to address and confront demon spirits, to order them and, and command them out of lives. Um, that authority is devastating in the demonic realm. So if 90, 90 or more percent of the body of Christ doesn't even know they have the authority, they can't do anything. And they need to. So that's part of what needs to be brought back, and, and that's what we did in Gurney a little bit to teach on that subject. Every believer is given that, and when they appropriate that and they have that, um, when any demonic stuff comes up around their life or others, they'll know what to do about it. They can order it in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net, and Craig the Sawman Sawyer are our guests. They're going to be with us through the... Uh, third and final hour just after this network break don't go anywhere we still got a lot of great stuff to get into want to thank both these gentlemen for joining us and spending uh the whole two hours with us tonight it's uh been a strong interview and we're going to continue right after this Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the creator to his creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. 
Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome, folks, to this edition of the Hagman Hagman Report, Hour 2, with Craig Sawyer. Uh, Craig Sawyer, Vets, the number four, childrescue.org, and Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net, two very capable people, addressing the issue of child sex trafficking, child sex slavery. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. This is a difficult subject, and most, and Craig said something earlier about, uh, the opposition he gets from two people, or t- two areas, the tech, uh, area. I understand that. And then there's subgroups to that. And of course, uh, uh, surprisingly, even some of the su- supposed good people. And, th- and, and folks, let me, let me say this. This is what really angers me. And, and maybe this is not the right time to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. We have got people who do nothing but, uh, follow this program, transcribe what we say, and look for areas to, to take, you know, to take issue with us. We are, we are, first of all, we are investigators. Uh, broadcasters is probably stretching it. Um, investigative reporters stretching it, but we're investigators. This is what we do for a living. We are trying to provide you the information, our investigative uh, work product, what we find in different areas. This area is a super, super huge problem. To understand the enormity of the problem, you've got to go back in history. Russ Dizdar understands and teaches at the various conferences the history the the Nazi mind control, the multiples. This is not just an easy, simple, I see a child, I want that child, I'm going to take that child, have my way with that child, and do away with that child. I mean, that happens, but it's not it's it's not what you think. This is a huge problem. Remember the spirit cooking. Remember the Marina Abramovics. Remember the, the, uh, the odd Instagram pictures and how all of this seemed just so strange. Well, that's the big part of it. That's the 
bigger picture. And there's a level of cognitive dissonance that you're not going to understand. Unless you understand the entire picture, you have no clue how deep, dark, and incisive this is. So on one end, you've got the, the, the historical context provided by Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net, and the, the spiritual component, the fight against the, um, the unseen realm. And then on the other side of the spectrum, this is a just fantastic, I think. You've got Craig the Sawman Sawyer, who is a stand-up guy, who's got the experience, again, who could, and, and I, and I, I say this in jest, not really, but, you know, could kill you five ways with a straw wrapper. Okay. He's got that capability that um the ability to 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 formulate teams to assist in that and to go out and educate and infiltrate and inform so this is the best of both worlds and then you've got the others that we've brought on our program the various other people who are reporting on this issue and i i just want to in in the introduction phase here and 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 thank you both for humoring me uh to to kind of get into this uh the um the the the, uh, the the fact that you've got years upon years upon years, you've got the Hempstead Hempstead cover up, you've got the Presidio affair, how many other things you got the Sandusky Franklin issue, cover up. the Franklin cover up, the uh, huge Catholic yes, yes. church, uh, and then there's exactly. just a recent story on that today. Not to interrupt you, Dad, but the head of the Australian church was uh, arrested on three different uh, counts of of. Uh, sexual assault um, that just broke that's, that, that's right and it's and, and and then then the the political component to this as well um the the fact that people are saying well wh- I, how come Donald Trump isn't doing anything about this where's the perp walk of Hillary Clinton and John Podesta for example and, and I say this within my constitutional right of opinion to say this um, I, it's sadly I've got to, I've got to temper my remarks because otherwise you know you get sued um, but 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 the fact of the matter is um, this is what we're there there is movement here and, and and there is there are arrests being made but there's more to be made there's much more to go and and these two gentlemen are the spark plugs in that engine of, um, shall I say, the engine of uh, of takedown? And, and when I say takedown, um, that might be a harsh harsh word, but it, it's got to be that way. So, when when lastly, and I'm going to wrap it up with this: when when people look at PizzaGate and laugh at PizzaGate and uh, have people like Megyn Kelly, uh, for example, in my opinion. Uh, call Pizzagate just nothing more than a conspiracy theory or a conspiracy nonsense. She knows not of what she speaks. And it, it, it frankly, is doing a disservice to the children who are in cages. And, and I have to say this. Okay, I've seen the documentation Russ has presented. And let me tell you, it is not pleasant. I've seen the taunts that Russ Dizdar gets. I don't know how that man sleeps at night except by the grace of God, and I mean that in a very literal sense. And Craig Sawyer, I can only imagine, especially when you start poking at the bear, a big bear, the opposition that he gets. So two things. We've got to support the team that's coalescing here. And I will say this. We've brought on people 
um, not just not just Craig and not just Ross, but others who are contributing to the war effort. This is a war, and where they're contributing to the war effort. This is a huge problem. It's a spiritual problem, and if you don't keep the spiritual component involved in this, you're not going to understand the physical problem to this. So yeah. having said that, Joe, I'm going to turn it to you, and then you can kind of bring us back home to and and you know and no the, fix things. what you just said there the historical problem Russ, if we could uh if you could give us a small overview the uh, the, the pedophilia problem that we see with the elites and power brokers and entertainment industry in our society is nothing new uh but my question to you is you know from from babylon uh to rome has this has the pedophilia been as rampant then as it is now? Yeah, if you go back, I mean, going back to Sumer, going back to the Old Testament, you, you remember Moloch, I mean, the whole thing was taking the babies and throwing them in the hot frying pans to kill them. So the dark side, uh, when people embrace the dark side, they're convinced that in doing this, including sex rituals, um, it becomes the norm of the underground. It becomes what they do. I mean, there are sex rituals, there are ways of transferring demons in the context of that. There are sex rituals in, in the satanic side, pictures we could show you, you wouldn't want to see um, what they do to a physical female body, a male body, and the things they do. So the dark side loves perversion. It's one way in which they attack God. It's one way in which, and, and, and everybody knows in the satanic underground, Anybody who's dealt with demons know that demons love the more innocent, the more the blood. They they love this. They love the torture. They love the pain. I think it has something to do with their utter, absolute hatred of God. That this is some way because they can't scratch God. So if they can take innocent children, if they can take in rituals and or using them for years and years and years in the sexual side. Um, then that becomes a way in which they strike out at God. This is demonic, decadent pleasures. We've got to understand how dark that that side it really, really is. Um, if they could come and take and rip your family apart, your children apart, and destroy them, that's why in rituals they show in the satanic the the, the raising of the demons. And the darker the ritual, the more horrific. The sexual abuse they do to the child, the blood and cutting and destruction of the body, the cannibalism is unbelievable. It really is, but it goes all the way back. They did this in the Old Testament. Um, they were, they were, you know, they were doing this to children. They were doing this in the context of family bloodlines and then tribe bloodlines, then entire nations like the Moabites. That's what they were. Now with the biblical prophetic theme that this underground and I say luciferic in the and let me define that the real blood and guts people the people that know who they're serving they know that it takes blood they know the rituals are a part of that they're they celebrate it they they that's they 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 honor the, the so the rituals are elaborate dressing little girls up in brides gowns when they're six making them as pretty as they can only to be put on a table to have a sexual encounter with the priest because Satan's going to possess them and that that's the marriage to the beast sexual 
um, side of this. Uh, and and when you have satanic ritual abuse on the scale of the numbers, knowing that every single girl has had to go through that ritual, knowing that boys and girls have had to go through, by the time they're twenty, if they if they're 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 you know if they they go to twenty without any intervention, they have been through over a thousand rituals. They have been sexually abused hundreds and hundreds of times, including the transference of demonic into their lives through the sex rituals. The We've confiscated the literature from the underground at times, uh, let alone hearing the stories. Uh, it's, it, it's I, But here's what I'm going to say. It's more widespread now than the Old Testament. And if we believe biblical prophecy and it gets darker and darker and darker, um, sex rituals and blood rituals is the number one way the underground brings demonic powers up and over to the side. It empowers the agenda. This empowers, if we can understand, it empowers the Antichrist. It empowers the entire new order that's coming. It empowers all of that. So when we see this network and we're understanding, we're barely scratching the surface. We're seeing the tip of the, of the um, shark fin. We haven't seen the whole monster yet. Yeah, you know, it's... Um... We read about the child sacrifices to, to Moloch, and a lot of people uh, equate that with, with abortion. And then, in you know, when we look back at the origins of Islam with Muhammad, there is pedophilia involved there. And I was thinking and wondering, uh, like many things the, the satanic elite do, uh, passing down you know different traditions orally and whatnot to uh, to their families and, and to their ancestors uh, for mechanisms of continuing to control power in societies and to uh, show their devotion to Satan. How rampant pedophilia was in the old days. Now, obviously, it's uh, you know in this world of, of technology and um, you know there's there's so much more information. Whereas you know in Rome. Uh, we'll say if it was if there was a Caesar who was involved in stuff like that, they probably would have been able to keep it, you know, rather hush hush. Um, but today, it's just, um, you know, that exposure, the possibility for the exposure is there. Yeah, well, uh, Joe, there you go, Craig. Go they've, ahead. They've uh, they've beat us over the head with uh, with us being tolerant of it. Uh, they've enjoyed a a very permissive environment for that here for too long. And uh, they, they want to use our own ethics against us and, and attempt to and, and say, oh, well, you need to be tolerant of it. Well, yeah, we're tolerant uh, of everything except for that which is evil and, and, and destructive and harmful for, for the innocent. We're not tolerant of that, nor should we be, uh, or, or we'd be one of them. So I think, uh, you know, the good thing now is is – it's starting to creep out, you know. The sunlight's starting to to come out on this issue. People are starting to see it, and I think part of what I wanted to do with Veterans for Child Rescue is kind of, if you've ever seen in a, in a battle, even if you haven't been in the military, maybe you've seen it on a movie. 
you know, one side might be losing and somebody just gets an idea of how they can do something that, that really just makes a difference and pick up the flag or a flamethrower or a machine gun and just run right up and follow me and just go guns blazing and, and fight for all they're worth and show people, hey, here's what we need to do. And, and yeah, and everybody gets up and goes, hey, well, if he can fight, why can't we? So I think that's something right now that I see is it's in the beginning stages of a of a, a turn in the tide of this this battle for the youth of our nation. <clears throat> I think the exposure, some of the actors that are speaking out, some that uh, on big Hollywood and the, the pedophilia going on there and abuse uh, that's been kept quiet for so long. You know, um, <clears throat> a new legitimate DOJ that's starting to to prosecute and, uh, and a president that's not okay with it. I think uh, it's going to have a cascading positive effect, and I think the sooner we expose it, the bigger we expose it, and the more we show people how it works and how to prevent it, uh, the, the better uh, it'll be, and the sooner we can uh, prevent more victims and, and, and sooner we can start healing uh, the healing and recovery of those who are, who are captive now. So uh, I, I'm, I'm encouraged. People ask me, how, how do I deal with such a dark subject, uh, well, I, I, I tell them, you know, I'm really encouraged by how many other good people are standing up against it, too. You know, I tell them how motivating it is for me to see someone like Russ Dizdar and, and others that are that are in there rescuing the kids and fighting the good fight and and, and spreading the good word and, and um, you know, working with the girls with equine therapy and the boys and, and helping them recover and the counselors and so I think it's a, it's a time to celebrate the good and and not be so worried and beat down by the bad. Like Russ explains and teaches people, you know, the Christians, we've, the believers, we've got the authority. We just need to use it. And uh, right now, Americans haven't even been uh, uh, aware that there was a problem to stand up against. I think that's job one. Look, uh, we want to deny an, an enemy, a hostile uh, entity, any sort of ability or secrecy. Uh, to do what they do. It's one of the parts that I saw when I was in the Federal Air Marshal Service. I saw a crook that was uh, convicted, or not convicted, but he was fired for gross mismanagement and retaliation. Well, before that, he'd been a high-ranking government official, and he felt himself quite invincible. And um, and he was arrogant and hostile to all of his employees. Well, it wasn't until a couple of his guys went to the press um Without authorization, that I saw that man scared and panicking, uh, because that he didn't control anymore. He could control other people within the federal government that were crooked like he was, and so that's why he felt untouchable. Well, now by removing this this veil of secrecy and 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 denying these these hostile uh, child traffickers the the cover of darkness. And, and, and denying them the ability to parade around and act like influential and honorable men, uh, we can, we can show the world what they really are and rip that from them. And I think that's why they're so desperate uh, to keep that from happening. I think that's why those, uh, uh, entities that have, that have tried to deny us, um, crowdfunding, uh, capabilities and, and social media capabilities are so desperate to, to suppress us because we're going to rip the lid off of that which is evil and and uh, make a brighter tomorrow for the kids, and so I think That's it's wonderful. it's a thing of um, all us just uniting and realizing. Hey, uh, God doesn't always find itself. Russ pointed out that's what God wants, but I think He expects up to us to pull up our bootstraps and and help ourselves. 
and and rescue the kids, you know, and do the good right. thing. Uh, what's what's to stop us? You know, we know our authority, uh, so let's get at it. All right, and, and, and I agree. I a hundred percent. We hundred percent agree with that. Now, gentlemen, are, are are we in a position to talk specifics? And I want to say that we we hear and we've heard over the last uh, several months. Uh, it's been discovered. Of course, the, the Laura Sil, for, for example, Laura Silsby, the, uh, as that relates to the Haitian earthquake relief effort, where she was arrested, or detained, stopped, uh, um, you know, t- taking 33 children into the Dominican Republic, um, in, in a, uh, rescue situation. Whoops. Not exactly, uh, orphans. And not exactly a rescue, apparently. Okay, th- that situation, the Clinton Foundation, um, the Hillary Clinton State Department, where uh, on social media there, there's a there, there's a uh, uh, video taking place where there was an investigation or video that's being uh, promoted about Hillary Clinton or the Clinton Foundation's uh, relationship to uh, or some questionable activity with respect to uh, uh, trafficking. The, you've got Jeffrey Epstein. You've got all of these other political and non-governmental operatives, actors, political actors and non-governmental actors. Can we talk specifics about any of these? Are we there yet in terms of um, uh, talking about this, or is this something better left for a closed-door conference table-type setting? Russ, I'm going to ask you that first. Well, no, I think it's good to talk because, because again, public... The public awareness then puts the pressure. I sat down a few months ago with a federal officer down in Columbus and another federal officer. Uh, we've been in touch with another one, um, and we're going to probably be engaged with another one coming up. One of the things, and, and let me let me tell you about a case in Pennsylvania, Doug, that, that we've talked about in Allentown. Uh, we canceled a trip there for a couple of reasons. One was the detectives wouldn't call us back for the second time. Uh, Lewis McAuley, that's uh, still on ex- missing, exploited, killed children, I can send you the video. Right now, I'm willing to send you the video. You can vet it. You can put it up if you want to. We have the victim that flew in from Oregon um, Oregon, um, and told the story for nine years, have told the story consistently. Uh, we contacted the detectives there. The original detective, retired, contacted us. He was so excited about the case, he wanted a Fed guy to come in. He said there's a task force to, you know, to con- conclude this case on Lewis McAuley. So just a week or so ago, we had a whole team ready to go, including the person that was the eyewitness to the murder, ritual murder, killing, sexual abuse of little Lewis McAuley, um, and maybe even know where some body parts are. So we contacted again, contacted the law enforcement again, contacted again, contacted and talked to a detective, and they told me that the detective in charge will get back with me to set something up. We've not heard a word. So... Here's what's important in all this. Remember again the prayers. I'm saying as an investigator, you know, on on this side of the fence, we have to have a spiritual cutting edge because even the dark side interrupts the investigative side. There are ritual, and I know some people are going to have a hard time understanding this, but and I'm convinced of it now after all these years. There are rituals that are done just to summon powers to quail, to to put to silence the uh, investigation. Go back to the Presidio with once U.S. Intelligence Director Michael Aquino. Um, 
investigations of child pedophilia, child ritual abuse, child sexual abuse, the army went after it. He went to Vadelsberg Castle in Germany, the Himmler Castle. He did what's called the Vadelsberg Working, a massive ritual, summoning powers. He put out a letter. We believe the letter. Then we found the letter. One of our guys found the letter. And um, we believe that the ritual was done to cover his powers to be drawn, to cover his tracks. Michael Aquino was not charged with anything. He's retired and out there now. And all of the victims... Um, that that were I mean they're still outraged because of the injustice. Same with Franklin and others. So um, as you know, with with PizzaGate and pedophile gates all over the place, and we know very well dealing with law enforcement for all these years, the number one thing is evidence, trace evidence. You know they want the evidence. Uh, one chief told me, Russ, just bring us the bones. Um, okay, <laughs> so we wanted to bring. And I'm going to, Doug, I'm going to give you, and flash drive whatever you want, and I'll give it to Craig if he wants it, the woman that I did a very, and just lately, again, we did the interview with her, how she explains the murder, the sexual abuse, and the killing of a little boy, six-year-old boy, that was abducted from the streets of Allentown. So if we want to talk about the public cases, yeah, they have to be investigated. Uh, remember the Mark Dutroux case in Belgium? Uh, Very well. Hardly nothing, yeah, hardly nothing was done until 300,000 Belgians came out on the streets and pushed the government. Now, a few people went to jail, but did they catch the entire ring? No. Everybody knows it went way up in the government. They're dealing with spiritually protected rings. And this is why I'm saying join with the best investigative tools, the most, you know, Tactical things that can be done with 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 great intercession and prayer, both of those have to blend in in breaking into these things, like the Sandusky case. Did, and, did and, he did he did, did and, he do what he did? Yes. The Sandusky who, case has some. Uh, I I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think it's important to understand for people to to kind of in in their minds and perhaps we can uh, uh, we can ask our audience for assistance on the Sandusky case to the extent, Russ, you feel comfortable with yeah. the individual that you're we're trying to bring forth. Right. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, and, and so like the Sandusky case, because I've been in Pennsylvania 180 times in 25 years, because we've dealt with so many victims in Pennsylvania, we've been from Erie to Lidditz all over, because we know the satanic underground, the, the trafficking underground, um yeah, there's some things I'm not going to say right now that you and I know about, but look look back at Sandusky. We've been to the location where Deputy Attorney General, um, I guess it was Deputy uh, Guy Carr, Roy Guy Carr. Uh, we went to the spot where his car was left, the Susquehanna River right there next to it, where his hard drive was taken out of his, his computer and thrown into the river, completely ruined. Uh, they couldn't do any forensics on it. So he's out to expose the ring. He's out to expose Sandusky, you know, the first time before it all broke loose. He's out to indict him. He's out to do all this kind of stuff. He has all this information. He has all this content that he's going to come out with. Where's Roy Gaikar? He went missing. Uh, they don't know where he's been for over 10 years. Somebody in that whole ring, you got that's where there's power. That's where there's going to be threats. Somebody within that ring designed you know to meet him they took him where's where's he at who I, I assume he's dead 
Um, all the information he had was removed, thrown into the river. It's gone. He's been gone for some time. So I'm going to say that the, the, the Jerry Sandusky case um, is, is only been scratched into. Everything shows me in that case that it's a ring that goes statewide and probably out of state. And there's more victims to come forward. Um, and it does involve the darker side, like in your book, Stained by Blood. It does involve the guys in the robes, even though they haven't brought that out, as they have brought it out in the Dahmer case. Um, so powerful, strong, in, incessant prayer with dogged investigation and fearlessness going in. Uh, I don't care anymore. We need to scream at the dark side and say, here we come. And we need to go... Um, if God is for us, you know who's going to stand. Um, we know that God can step in. When when Pharaoh decided to go after the people of God, that was the wrong choice. Um, you know, God knew what to do with Pharaoh. So um, I do believe that God's going to come in like this. And so the cases we see publicly in the news, we need the. And I read your article that was really great, Doug, because. If they go too fast and throw a few things out, it gives people time to back everything off. And we got to realize how sophisticated they are in cover-up and in, 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 in being secretive. This is, We're talking like drug lords and mafia secrecy, physical, let alone the spiritual side of it. Uh, I'm telling every investigator to the feds that are recon in the show and the rest, there has to be prayer, incessant prayer, to help break through. And you have to understand the criminalistics the signs, the symbols, what you find at death sites and and uh, on the body and the rest of that, what that's all about. It goes to motivation. So I think that what Doug and, and Craig and Joe, I, here's what I think, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I think that you guys should all come to Canton, Ohio around November 10th. I think we should put on a training. Doug, remember the one we did here a few years back with uh, Dr. Del Griffiths? Yes, uh, we need another. We yeah. need another one. We okay. need another one with you teaching with with Craig there, with myself there, with with Sherry, one of our top people here on on the healing and helping side. We need to do something that brings exposure and then tactical, spiritual, tactical, physical training for the crowds that we want to talk about. I don't, if, if it's only even two hundred or four hundred that show up, what? Why don't we initiate a training? I'm just throwing it out. Um, I'll be willing to host it here, and um, let's let's do a training that will, you know, if there's Christians out there, if their audiences out there saying, well, okay, I want to get involved, let's do some training. It will show. I've got we, we've got slides. We can show them ugly. You know, we can show them slides. We can show them evidence. We can show them the kind of criminalistics. We can show them the spiritual authoritative side that's necessary. We can show what we've been doing. We can. There's a lot of things we can do. So I, I I'm just saying. I'm inviting you publicly. Let's do a thing, conference, that does nothing but train and bring the best of the content and, and, and puts it out there and, and gives it to many people that will be recruited and, and, and be launched out bold as a lion. Uh, uh, we certainly accept that. And yeah. uh, Craig... I'm sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to over-talk you. But Craig, how do you feel about that? Because I, th- I think... I think Go ahead. I'd be all over it. I'd be all over that. I think uh, I agree with Russ. There is a lot we could do. We could empower a lot of good people uh, with something like that. 
In your organization, Craig, and you've got the uh, – during the break you had mentioned something, and if you want to mention this, uh, it's fine. You've got the bat- – uh, uh, Russ Dizdar, he's got the uh, – He's got the. I'll just say he's got the Bible. He's got the prayers. He's got the spiritual uh, uh, weapons. You got the battle rattle, uh, in a sense. Not that not that Russ doesn't, but but you you know specialize in that. It's it's kind and, of interesting as well. And Russ, you get the you get the ribs and the chicken. There you go. There you go. <laughs> It'll be a party. <laughs> I got I got. Listen, if you come to Kent and I got places to take you, you'll never forget. You'll uh, never forget I'm, it. I'm sure. And, yeah. You know, and, and all of this. Well, is, Doug, go, ahead, Craig, go ahead, Craig. What you're driving at, though, is is goes back to to another point that Russ made previously. This is a great joining, you know, meshing of 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 an eclectic um, and dissimilar skills in some ways, but but very similar in others and joining and, and kind of melding those for, for one common good uh, for this fight. I think it's, it's, it's divinely inspired. It's very powerful. I can't wait to see what we, what we can do with it. <clears throat> I, I know good things are coming. I, I see it. I see it. I see it coming. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, to, to Craig or Russ, we have, uh, in this world, you know, you talked about the criminal organizations. There's a number of reasons that, that children are, are kidnapped, uh, and then trafficked for, for sexual reasons and other reasons. You have, uh, you know, people who do it for money, uh, who, who will, uh, kidnap the children and sell them for money. Then you have the, those, uh, who will do it for the, their own, uh, deviant sexual, uh, desires. And then you have those who do it for the purposes of, of the satanic rituals, which involve both the, the uh, sexual aspect, but also the the bloodletting and, and the murder. Uh, the Catholic Church, Russ, uh, we see constant scandals coming out of the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, we don't ever hear about uh, deaths or or you know sacrificing of children. It's mostly mostly sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, how does the Catholic, how is the Catholic Church able to get to continue to get away with this and, and uh by allowing you know uh, a priest to be just uh, given to a different district why do they decide to keep it in house instead of going to the police and, and and then a follow-up question would be say they did put everything out in the open when they when they caught this where it was happening do you think the Catholic organization would look different yeah i think it would because um I think that we've scratched the surface of what's really there. Now, you know that there's thousands upon thousands globally that's come from the Catholic system forward about the, the sexual abuse. The courts, because millions and millions and millions of dollars has been expended in judgment against the Catholic Church, and they've given out millions to victims, which is fine. Um, but they also know that when they're going to court, don't talk about the satanic side. Uh, this is very, very important for us to understand. The priests that are in their mid-80s, late-80s are dead now. Many of them were Nazis from the from the rat lines that hid within the Catholic system and became fake priests and began to operate their, their agenda there. You're correct that some of this is just nothing more than sexual, decadent, addictive, you know, um, perversion stuff. Um, much of it deals with making money. And then there's the satanic appeasing the demon side, and it all mixes together. In the Catholic system, William Kennedy, 
who was commissioned by Malachi Martin to write and name Cardinal Law, name the names of the ones that are doing this. Um, and he did it in the Catholic sense because he was a Catholic too, but he's dead now too. Malachi Martin, in bringing major exposure, I believe he was personally taken out. I believe maybe William Kennedy. I don't, I'm not sure about him. But he, but he, but he, but he brought in the mix of the sexual abuse. He was trying to uncover it, name names, name cardinals, name bishops, and everything else. And um, but he tied it into the black rooms, the robes, the satanic side, exactly like your book, Doug. And um, that's global. I'll give you one story of the Catholic system in Germany. They decided in one city in Germany they would put out a hotline. They announced the hotline that they would run a hotline for anybody who's been victims of sexual abuse or ritual abuse that have been damaged mentally, emotionally by, you know, priests and whatever else. They opened up a hotline. They shut it down in the first couple of hours because the numbers of calls were so overwhelming they couldn't handle it. That's Germany alone in one city. So we again are seeing as many stories as we had, and I recommend at least um, researching the film series The Keepers. Just came out Netflix called The Keepers. I watched all seven hours in one night. It's all about massive exposure of the the diocese in, in Baltimore, the, the killing of a nun to cover up the pedophile sexual stuff going on. A great documentary series that uh, un, un showed the victims, uh, unveiled things, pointed to who, but it still didn't get them quick enough. It still didn't stop it early enough. That's one city. I don't know if there's even one city that doesn't have it going on. Um, so you have a mix within the Catholic system. You have men that are supposed to be priests. What do they do with their sexuality? Um, that's a tough thing, you know, to do all your life to, to go celibate. And it's clear that not all of them, nor popes have. Uh, so the, it's not over. We have in our data stuff, we have in our investigative caseloads, a cardinal that flies in from Rome that comes to a city that one of you people live in that participates with others in high-level rituals and high-level human trafficking. We think we have a picture of them. We've sent people into the church in that city, the Catholic Church, uh, to do a little little investigation. And be honest, we want him. Uh, we want him. And um, that's all I can say about that guy. But, Joe, that's huge. Just that alone, that system. Um but investigating that system, when you go to some of the oldest of priests, you're going to find the Nazis involved. You're going to find that it's not just the moral sexual pervert it is, but there's a connection that William Kennedy found, that Malachi Martin found, of a, he, they called it the smoke of Satan in, in the Vatican, that it's all through the Vatican. They called it that. They called it that. Catholics called it that. That there's an underground system there that is pedophile-oriented, and yet inseparably connected to this dark side and the and, and, and the men in dark hooded robes. Yeah, very interesting. And um you know, just to think the people in in the top positions of power, whether it's of religion, of economics, uh, of politics, all tend towards this spiritual darkness and wickedness that involve the most depraved things that none of us normal humans would ever even consider which 
lines right up with what Scripture says that you know there are two seed lines. There are that of the Lord, and there is the the the, the line of the wicked one. And uh, to me, there is no other explanation or reason uh, that any normal person can do this. That it would have to be somebody who um, inherently had that is from the uh, the wicked one, from the devil. And it it is just um, it's so sad to. To see not only that this has uh, had a chance to, be, to come out in the open through the Pedogate, the Pizzagate thing, um, and, and really gain uh, worldwide attention, and how fast that was stifled out, uh, you know, by the by these master manipulators of the media. Um, moving forward, when we're talking about uh, you know ways to to uh, infiltrate these groups, so often, more often than not, we see when we get these busts in the news. Uh, the people who have been, you know, sharing uh, child pornography, or uh, we get low-level people, and it seems that the nobody well, a ever, lot of low-level people to date, right? It, and, and we never get the the uh, you know the ringleaders. We never get the uh, the groups of of ringleaders. What would it, is there? Uh, obviously, there's a code amongst these types of of criminals. That you know, it's a code of silence. As they have their own language, they have their own symbols. Um, you know, to to cue each other into their activities. Um, how do we go about infiltrating this? Regular people listening to the show. Um, and, and a second question to that is, how do groups, if at all, like the Freemasons or these other organized secret societies that are kind of in and out of the public view, do they tie into this at all? I know it's kind of two separate questions. Well, on the infiltration side, um, yeah, they're I mean they're really strong at um, um, observing us. You got to remember when you're dealing with the secret society side, they're more tuned to follow seeing you. And I mentioned on my radio program earlier about this whole thing about, and again, this is another subject brought into this. It needs to be brought in at some point, astral projection and so forth. Um, and all of the underground, the real coven stuff, they they use supernatural abilities to thwart investigation, to thwart you. You cannot, as a Christian, infiltrate underground Luciferian orders. We one time infiltrated a house, the Black Sun Camp in Ohio here, uh, Master Dan, uh, Alistair Crowley's group. Um, in order to go further into that group, and our, our goal was infiltration to, to, like the spies of Israel, see what's going on there. But as a believer, you can't compromise anything. So we're invited to go to Chicago to go deeper into this underground. But here's what they do. Here's the thing that they do. They bring all the new recruits to an area, and they, they have somebody that's like going to do a reading of a story. You're given a part to play, and you have to do whatever whatever that reader is telling you to do. So if you have to go over and have sex with a guy or sex with a girl, or you have to stand up and denounce Jesus, and and so if you don't do these things, you're out. You you can't. It's it it's very hard. I mean, when you have law enforcement guys that infiltrated, you know, biker groups and or you know other groups like that, it's really tough when they get you know to go in there. Um, because as a boy, I can't part. We had one of our guys go into an actual ritual, a pagan ritual. They thought it was going to be deeper. A federal officer's wife took him in, and um, and it's a real spiritual, you know, thing. You can't participate in it as a believer. 
how are you going to do, do that? Um, so how are you going to how are you going to infiltrate a pedophile ring? Because usually when you're infiltrating drug rings, you're going to do some of the stuff. Um, morally, I mean, you just know you can't. So I'm going to say again, victims when they are getting all their healing become good good tools when they're willing to lay out the information to take you places, to show you the underground, to take you to the bones where they're buried, like we've been taken many times. Um, and then you're right, Doug and Joe, this is something our team have talked about. We've been years and years and years with the victims and maybe a few connected in that level. We need to get to the Bohemian Grove leadership. We need to get to the Mother Castle, you know, Darkness Castle. That We need to target them in prayer that like Saul of Tarshish, there's got to be some that God will so engage them and bring them down that they come out with the real evidence. And I want to say this. I believe, this is from a lot of prayer. This is based on Ezekiel chapter 8. I believe God wills a ripping open of the underground. I believe that we're going to find digital, video, other stuff. I believe Guy Card might have found that. I believe Kathleen Kane, the Attorney General and Pape, might have found that. Um... I believe we're going to find some stuff that's going to be able to become... It's it's going to be a battle. But I, I believe we will, and it may come from some of the top guys. I mean, look at Jerry Sandusky. Did he turn on anybody? Hmm. No. no. Nobody. You know why? He probably fears for his life. Um, hmm. He probably fears for his life. So we need to see... We need to prayerfully target these kind of individuals. Saul of Tarshish stood so ugly and hard against Christ and against the church... But when God steps in, when Jesus stepped in and brought him to his knees, he had a choice to make. Now, his choice was to turn to Jesus, and look what he became, and he was able to expose all, you know, all the fake religion, that kind of stuff. But um, that's what needs to be. We need to. We talked about this in our team meeting the other day, uh, last week, about targeting the primary perpetrators and really, really engaging and praying that God is going to intervene and break through and, and get a hold of some of them and... and uh, and, and bring some of them out. Amen. And well said, by the way. Craig, um, vets for childrescue.org, what can we do? Uh, what, what can our listeners do to best help you, your organization? You're up and coming, shall we say. That's not. Maybe I said that wrong. I mean, Russ has been deep into this for numerous years. You're coming this, you're coming at this from a different approach. How, what can our listeners do to best help you? What can we do to best help you? Um, well, in your organization, to get us in 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 play fully, we we need funding. So if people go to our donate page, that how that's a necessary. Um, Aspect of getting us going. I, I'm not a wealthy philanthropist. If I were, I would just I would just go and make all this happen on my own. I'd, I'd pick up my checkbook and strike a <laughs> strike a check. Uh, but uh, is, is there I'm, in addition I'm to the, the on a high ranking crook? Right. I'm, no. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You kind of cut out there, and I I, I, I thought I, I just heard silence. I apologize. I didn't mean to talk over you. In addition to funding. Which is critical to any operation. What about intelligence? Are you accepting intelligence from others? Well, we've got the connections that we need right now. 
for that, and we've got uh, locations and cases that uh, and relationships that that we are going to um, work on for now. Uh, as we as we do gain more funding and we can bring more people in, we will have more people to to be that catcher's mitt, so to speak, and and process a lot more of the investigations and the cases and the tips. Uh, right now, uh, it's just been a flood, and we're a handful of good people trying to get get something good built from nothing. So uh, we're not at that level yet. But once once the first um, docu series hits and people see what we can do and start learning, then it, it can grow, and we will grow into a much more powerful organization to have a lot more ways to offer people to 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 fight next to us and contribute and that's what we want we want to give everybody a chance to do something and and uh, we just have to build it all we it's just a matter of manning right now manpower in these early days okay uh craig uh, i've seen uh stories that and maybe this is state by state um or maybe it, it could be nationwide are there central databases that document um the children who have gone missing, uh, whether by by state or age or uh, location, there, uh, there are, but there's a lot of, but it's a bit disjointed and, and not optimal from from everything that I'm learning. And so, uh, one of my uh, teammates has the background capability and tools to build a new national or even international database to track a lot of this and tie it all in and have it be much more inclusive, much more effective, modernized, uh, be just a, a better tool all the way around. So that's something, that's an example of something that we've got the ability to do as we grow uh, that's that's going to have to be on pause until we can grow into that um, for now. But uh, there are uh, databases out there. It's just that there need to be improved uh, need to be improved. A lot of people uh, are frustrated. The civilian researchers they they try to make reports to different organizations or law enforcement, and they're blown off. And uh, you know that's we can as a nation, man, we're we're capable of better than that. So uh, that's what I'm interested in. And building, having something legitimate that people can contact and submit their research, submit their findings. Look, some of these people, they know the cases. They can win a, case, a court in a court of law right now. They've got overwhelming evidence. They can't get federal or local law enforcement to even listen to them, whether it's because they're overtasked or, or undermanned or they don't, they're undereducated on, the, on this, this particular crisis or they're corrupted and don't care or, or can't intervene. Uh, it, the bottom line is there's room for improvement, so uh, I'd like to be a part of, uh, of that improvement process. And, and I know the shining star that you are, that, that you will be, or that you are, uh, Russ. In the in we and Craig, we've only got about uh, believe it or not about seven minutes of our program left. Uh, I just want to restate our commitment. Uh, November, if, if that's what you want, let's do it. Let's rock. Let's plan it. I think what we need to do is we need to bring people into the fold, into the fold here, uh, so they understand exactly what you're, well, maybe they don't want to see what you're seeing. Maybe, maybe I bet, but uh, to the extent that it's, <laughs> to the extent that they should, um, 
Yeah, and I think we need to do this because we need to fight back because if we don't fight, no one else is going to. Craig Sawyer and, and Russ Dizdar and us and others that, you know, in, in our orbit, uh, don't do this. Ain't nobody coming to the rescue. Um, you know, sorry about that, uh, but, but it, it's the truth. Um, yeah, well, well, yeah. look, Doug, look at where being tolerant and, and, and turning a blind eye, look at where that's gotten us. Look yeah, exactly. at this, look at this crisis and how large, how pervasive it has grown and, and the harm, the unthinkable evil that's happening. Uh, so yes, sir, you're right, man. Now's the time. If it's not us, then who? Exactly. And I, and I want to say this before time runs out, folks. Russ Dizdar and Craig Sawyer spent two hours of their night tonight. They could have been doing so. They, they could have been golfing. They could have been uh, spending time with their families, loved ones. Instead, they're here. And I just want to say thank, thank you, both of you, for being part of this program. Absolutely. Um, because it, you could be doing and I'm sure there's a whole list of things that you'd rather be doing, but you're here with us. And we understand the sacrifice. And, folks, I want you to understand the sacrifice that these two have made. Go ahead, Joe. And, uh, uh, Brandy, I hope you don't mind. I just got a message from a, a longtime regular listener who says, Hey, Joe, I want to thank uh, you and your dad for su- such great guests. While I've been listening, I've been listening while cleaning the kitchen. I had to stop, weep, and pray for the little ones. But I want to thank uh, the brave men such as uh, Russ Dizdar and Craig Sawyer who risk life and limb to rescue these children out of the clutches of evil. I will continue to pray and thank you so much. And that's just one message and I'm sure there's plenty more like that in the emails. Okay, we got two minutes two minutes each, uh roughly two, two and a half minutes each. Uh who wants to go first uh, to kind of close this out? Russ, should we toss it to you? Put sure. your thoughts Yeah, I'll just I'll just real quick and uh, yeah, um first of all, Doug Joe, thank you again. Uh, good to see Craig and, and I can't wait till we, uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's going to happen. I know that God's hand is all over this. I know his providential hand is all over this. Um, I will send you guys out tomorrow morning a basic uh, proposal invitation about a Canton conference training type thing or whatever else. Then we can just talk about it, add to it. Um, that will be huge if we, if we, if we step out and do that kind of thing. And, um, would like to ask anybody out there that can, uh, you know, write the million dollar check, send it to Craig, get him going, get this film done, get, get this stuff done and, uh, put the prayers up to guard, uh, Joe and, 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 and Doug and the, the programs and keep us covered in prayer. Uh, that's number one. But I, I know there's people that can just simply do what, you know, take care of the stuff that needs to be done. This is huge. This is big. Uh, and, and I believe the hand of God is in this. And and I'm glad I'm glad uh, that I'm allowed to be a part with you guys. Well, us too, Russ. And uh, I know you've been doing this stuff for a long, long time, and uh, and really looking forward to that in November because uh, more people need to get trained up and, and informed on on what's going on and how to spot it. And uh, again, the spiritual things, the spiritual authority that we have to combat these things. Just, just real quick, I'm sorry. Just a funny story. Joe and I were visited Russ, and he said, "You want to see some documentation?" I'm thinking, "Yeah, you know, two bankers boxes of documentation. It's like a, a, a flipping uh, semi, okay, of documentation." 
You say, yeah, this is just, yeah, yeah it's just, this is just some of it. It's like, uh, really? Okay. I mean, uh, it's like the underground Pentagon vault. <laughs> exactly. I mean, anyway, go ahead. Uh, Craig, we, yeah, uh, got to toss it to you for, uh, for closing us out here, my, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we, my organization saw just last week, uh, what, what good people can do when they unite and stand up and speak their voice. So I think, uh, you know, we had a, a big tech company try to, to confiscate almost $50,000, about $47,000 of our funding, uh, for six months and, and tried to break contact with us, wouldn't, wouldn't communicate. Well, people you know, were able to beat them back and we got the, the funds released uh, within 48 hours once we actually stood up and started speaking out. So I think, uh, it's, it's a small lesson learned, uh, for us as a nation to stand up together, the good people, and we can beat this thing back. We can beat it back through stronger legislation, stronger enforcement of, of existing legislation, and, uh, and be in the eyes and ears for good out there and, and watching what happens, uh, and watching over our kids, man, um, and each other. And, um, and uniting to stand up to beat this, this back. I think we'll have a, we'll have a brighter tomorrow for it. Amen. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Boy, amen to that, man. Yeah, Craig Sawyer, um, Vets for the number four. That's Vets the number four child rescue dot org. Russ Dizdar, Shatter the Darkness dot net. Yeah, don't forget his radio shows on right before yes. us, six to yes. seven Eastern here on Global Star Radio Network. Shatter the Darkness dot net presents the Ragged Age Ragged Edge Radio Live. Okay, now uh, Russ will hear from me tomorrow. Craig, we're going to be in touch. I just want to say thank you, gentlemen, both of you. Thank you so much for your gift of time. And uh, let's keep on fighting the fight, exposing the deeds of darkness, and uh, getting the children back. By the way, just one real last question. we got about 60 seconds. Um, how many ch- Russ, you probably would be the person to ask this. How many children uh, missing are, are missing that, that we can put a number to? If you know the answer to that question right now, that 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 we've got, you know, that it could be part of this. Uh... Well, you're you're into, you're into the thousands, but I don't have the you know you missing exploited children to have some of that numbers. But now that's in question. Um, you're you're into the thousands. Okay, all right, thousands. Yeah, I just somebody had asked me uh, via email, and uh, that's the, what we know about. Don't forget the yeah. undocumented people coming in here. And, and sure. that's a whole different uh, subject. Both of you, thank you so much, Russ, Craig. God bless you both. Bless thanks you. for thanks for joining us tonight. All right, that'll do it. All right, folks. See you guys. All right, see you later. Uh, Craig, the Sawman Sawyer. He, he's a guy that that I've got a lot of respect for. Joey and I have a lot of respect for, and of course, oh, Russ yeah. Dizdar. Uh If you go back and listen to this program, and we'll, we'll segment this out as well. I've got, we've got. Yeah, that way you segments. can share it uh, yeah. with others and. Yeah. Um, this was the last Wednesday, I believe. Pastor Langford wasn't going to be with us. Uh, his uncle had passed away a, a few right. weeks ago, and then he had a um, a number of things that he had to attend to. Usually, uh, just like on Tuesday nights in hour number three, we were joined by Stan Dale. Wednesday nights in our third hour, we are joined by Pastor David Langford, and we'll have to touch base with him because I know we've missed the last few question and answer shows yeah, we that we were supposed we, to do with him. We, we've so got we might, a lot of questions built up. <laughs> we might see if we can't uh, maybe at least take half the time in his next appearance to go through some of the questions uh, because I know that's something he really wanted to do and I know that's something that our audience really loves. 
And uh, another quick word, folks, don't forget about the Green Innovative Challenge. Uh, write a short story or your short experience of at a time when you did not have power and you absolutely needed it. And you can uh, win on July 3rd. There's there, Alan Riggs is going to come on and announce the winner um, of his uh, great portable power G-Mag uh, rechargeable batteries. Cool product. Uh, batteries with the all the, everything you need to, to recharge the batteries. Where, where do you send the, the salt and the water? Where do you send innovative.com and get, and under the contact us the emails right there. Send them send them there. Go to greenovative.com and send them there and Alan Riggs will be announcing the winners on July 3rd. Also that there is a 15% store-wide discount. You use a coupon code Hagman. That's Hagman for the coupon code and anything on uh, that you find on the store is 15% off with that coupon code so don't forget to enter the contest for your chance to win and 15% everything off store wide with a coupon code Hagman Todd from uh, Global Star Radio I want to say thank you so much for for everything you do (laughs) BTR thank you ladies and gentlemen thank you all Uh, please say a prayer for us support us if you can if not word of mouth also follow us yeah. on social networking. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's stick together. Let's win this battle. 